seven. Hit, B6. Miss, H8. Hit, C5. Battleship, a great game of strategy, action, and suspense. Miss, H6. You sank my battleship. The game you can play anywhere. Battleship from Milton Bradley. Today, Frank the Crane Camacho here, UFC fighter, island boy, um, born on Guam, raised in Saipan, but home to me is the Marianas, a new father of three, finally had my baby girl, a uh, family man, super honored, you are listening to The Mint Show, with the man himself, Oz. <laughs> <laughs> dude we've been trying to do this since the pandemic yeah even pre probably do but yeah awesome awesome office thank you for having me and you know i'm looking i'm, I'm touching this table and i'm really admiring the work you said you <laughs> built this thing yeah. so uh during the pandemic um before they locked everything down yeah i uh i hit up my uh my my primal steve steve uh steve shimizu and i was like hey prim they're, they're going to lock it down and I'm going to be at home. Yeah. I have a trailer. Can I swing by Ambrose and pick up a <laughs> load of pallets? Yeah. You know, I was like, man, let me, let me just try that. You know, I've been going down this rabbit hole of uh, YouTube pallet furniture. And I was like, you know, I never, yeah. dude, I am like, I have no experience with carpentry and I'm a homeowner now. So I'm like, right. okay, I need to figure out how to do all these little things. And I uh, learned that taking apart a freaking pallet. Is hard work. Oh, dude, because the, the nails are like, they're, they, they have, they're like screws. Yeah. And dude, after I took apart that first pallet, I was like, yo, man, I'm going to have a big bonfire here in Jonia because I'm going to burn all of these pallets. I, yeah. I ended up freaking just uh, um, just sticking it out and just watching more YouTube videos and just doing more research. And yeah, long story short, I can appreciate the work put into this table. So solid cause. Yeah, thanks. You know, the... The toughest part of pallets is taking them apart. Oh gosh! Holy smokes! Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's the that is the biggest battle. You know, mm -hmm. it got to the point where I'm like, man, I'm just gonna, you know, burn all of these, and I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to Home Depot or whatever, and just get some real wood that's <laughs> measured. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Not only is it like a little crooked, it's uh, the nails are so deep in because they're supposed to hold right under all that pressure. Yes. And then once you finally grab them, you take them out, what you find out is the wood cracks. Yeah. So, so you, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm like 50% of the wood is, is not usable. And then also too, um, uh, I heard that, you know, the, the pallet type of wood is, is kind of like the, the lowest part of the spectrum when it comes to like quality of wood. Right. So it's kind of yeah. like, that's why they use it. That's why they pallet, use it for, yeah. for, yeah. for pallet stuff and for shipping, but it all worked out, man. I, I built a treehouse for my boys. I saw that. I was yeah. Looking, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. It and, was... You, and you're lucky because you have trees to put it on. Yes, yes. You know, like my neighborhood, 
good luck. Yeah, yeah. We got little trees there. Yeah, so man, uh, I was so lucky, and I was like, man, let me get these. Give me, let me give my two boys uh, an excuse to get out. You know, so right. man, build up a tree house, and then actually, the reason why I wanted to get into into palace because I wanted to build like a little shed, you know, just to mm. kind of store all my tools and right. all that stuff. And but I started off, I was like, okay, before I go big, yeah. let me start with like the little like chairs and the little <laughs> tables, and then I worked my way up to there. So it was good. Fun. Yeah, I think with woodworking, what you really need is, I mean, outside of, I mean, you need a lot of tools, but I've always felt like if you have a shitty saw, then you're you're just going to struggle from the get go with yes. woods. Because, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just hand saw it, but it's so inaccurate and you need the circular saw. And then when you get that, you're like, oh, I should have bought a table saw. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Why did I do it this way? Yeah. Right? And then you're like, okay, well, I, I'll just get a table saw. Yeah. And then the table saw is not in stock. So you're like, oh, maybe I get a miter, and then, <laughs> then you buy the miter, and then the circular saw, and then you're like, I actually need a table saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good, man. I well, you know, I, I think there's life. A lot of I know a lot of people who went into carpentry this pandemic. Like they started building shit during the whole year because nothing was happening, right? Yeah, dude, and, and and that is that is very true. One of my one of my boys. Uh, uh, Jitsu Black Belt's name is Crazer. Yeah. Um, uh, James Roberto. He, I guess he got into it too. You know, no carpentry experience, and then yeah. now it's like a little side little gig for him. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really cool. You know, now he has his own like stamp, and it's like Crazer designs. You oh, know, no so I'm kidding. like, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, dude, that is a shout out to Crazer. But yeah, he, it's yeah, you know. So you know, the, it was it was nice to see that a lot of people pulled out some positive out of the yeah. out of the pandemic, right? I've been working on trying to get my joints, you know, the joint uh, work where oh. you're not using any nails. Oh, that's real carpentry. Yeah, dude. I've been working on that. <laughs> you know, because yeah. up until now, I'd be able to like fake the the butt ends, yeah. and you know, like I'm like I tell people, yeah, the screw's supposed to show it's industrial. Yeah. <laughs> but it's when you get to that fine detail, like the dovetail cuts and the router work, and that's why a lot of people like um, oh. the Japanese carpentry. I mean the top yeah. top stuff. They don't use any nails. It's just like uh, what are they called? Um, like notches and dowels, and you're right. Correct. They just they just that's you it. basically build it together and it's solid. Yeah, right. And that's wow. like the the point of pride with with that kind of building. Gosh, right? yeah. And they use and they just use hand tools. Wow, just hand tools. Can you imagine? Oh, I, gosh. I can't do that. I don't have the patience yeah. for that. <laughs> All right, Eddie, uh, welcome to the show, man. I know we're not drinking. I you're know. training you're training i know i'm sorry it's dude okay. i i see i see the i see the whiskey and then i see like they're all kind of like you know yeah they're they're they're, they're being used they're, yeah, and they're, i'm bummed i'm bummed i can't take some milliliters out of them you know yeah so but when you when you do drink when you do relax what do you what do you usually drink like whiskey vodka oh, gosh, beer you know i'm, what's, a, I'm what's a, your thing i'm a beer guy i mean yeah i'm not a beer guy because there's the, the beer game is totally different, right? You're like, right. oh, are you a pale ale, yeah, IPA? What, what? You know, I'm like, yo, okay, yeah. I, just, I can, I can appreciate a good IPA. It's getting fancy out it's there. It's getting fancy, dude. Yeah. Um, but as of late, I, you know, I, be, because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to just keep my weight down, yeah. dude. I'll, I'll take a, I love Tito's, Tito's tonic and lime. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Vodka's vodka doesn't put uh, much weight on you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it hits you pretty good. Yeah, minimal cal calories. You know, yeah. you get you get your little you get your little kick and right. and uh, get to enjoy. You know, now I I 
they have gluten-free, you know, vodka, like the Ciroc's and all that, mm-hmm. which is made from grapes. So those are, like, good for training. Got like, it. Okay. You know, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Keep your weight down, but you yeah. get a little bit of alcohol to relax your muscles after a hard day. Yeah. And the best part, because you have, you know, young kids, it knocks you out. You can have a peaceful sleep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. I know, right? <laughs> Honey, wake up. The baby's five. Crying. <laughs> like, too much vodka. But, see, I can't drink vodka with kids around because... There's certain drinks that get me fucked up. Yeah. Whiskey, I can keep drinking. And I'm like, I'm like the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. I'm such a friendly guy with whiskey. Mm. You get me tequila, I get sick. Ah. And then vodka gets me angry for some reason. Oh, so the, the angry drunk comes out from yeah, vodka. Yeah, I'm like a fucking asshole when I start drinking vodka. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did that guy yeah. come from? You know, but he's there, he's yeah. hanging out, you know. Freaking cause. Can't yeah. keep the vodka away from him. <laughs> so, if I, yeah, if I were getting in the fight game, I'd be like training with vodka all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the Russians are so tough. That's right. That's right. There's a reason, right? It's, that vodka is made from a lot of pain, that's why. But, uh, yeah, so you, you've, got, uh, you've got a fight coming up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just What's going on with that? we just locked in a fight um, about oh less than a week. Less oh, than yeah. a week. I got a call from my manager. Uh, a um, Matt Frivola, mm-hmm. June twelfth. Uh, the, the date or the date, the location, we still don't know yet. Okay. We're looking at most likely Vegas, but it's still when I signed the contract, it was to be determined. You know, maybe Florida, huh? Maybe Florida, maybe Texas. That's starting to boom. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're having an event that's going to be... Wasn't that uh, Masvidal uh, Usman Usman. Usman fight coming up? Yeah. This Sunday, right? This Sunday, it's going to be... I think they sold out like 15,000 people are going to be in there. Yeah, I was reading that. Yeah. Um, And of course, I fight... You know, I follow fights not as much as like usual guys. I follow like local guys just because they're local. I want to like know what's going on. And uh, UFC, of course, always been popular, uh, but I got to know it better during my Hooters days when I owned Hooters. Mm-hmm. It's because we always, always had the fights. Yeah, can you can you put um, UFC on? But but man, it's grown so much since those days, and that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and so that this fight, I mean, Masvidal when he did the little knee knockout yeah. of Askren. Right, I'm starting to understand these names now. Right, so yes. I'm like, I'm I'm definitely not a fight geek, but um, it, you know, it really woke me up as a casual fight fan. I was like, dude, that guy was that accidental or was that for real? And then I'm reading this internet, and they're like, oh, that was a skilled move. Yes, and as a fighter, you would know that. Yes. So was that a skill move or more lucky than good, or maybe both? <sighs> Man, you know, you know what it is. It's like. I'm a big believer in, you know, when uh, luck is when preparation, you know, yes. meets opportunity, right? Yeah. You have a guy like Askren who, so so just just from the very breakdown of that matchup, yeah. you have Askren who is a wrestler who essentially is trying to drop his level, grab your legs and bring you to the ground right. and beat you up on the ground. Right. Then you have a guy like Masvidal who is dangerous with his feet, with all his limbs, his knees, mm-hmm. his elbows, his fists, you know, and yeah. his kicks, who wants to keep it on the feet. So, it was a very smart move, but di- high risk. Sure. Because if he had missed that knee and, and Askren would have grabbed a hold of him and put him on the ground, it would have been one round, uh, you know, like... Yeah, because I, yeah, I was working that in my head. I was like, if he had successfully grabbed his legs... Yeah, because, you know, the margin of error is just yeah. so, 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 you know, or, or, yeah. you know he, like, he could have easily missed, you Correct. know? Or it could have easily hit him in the chest. It could have hit... 
using his shoulder or, sure. or maybe not even on the button you know maybe it would have grazed his head but but it worked out it, <laughs> it worked it, it was the fastest i don't know how much he got paid for that fight yeah. but he but it, he, that was a fast four second paycheck <laughs> yeah and then a star was born right like, oh gosh yeah or maybe reborn i should say you know you know what was so nice though aside uh i'm, I'm a huge askren fan yeah uh, but i'm a huge masvidal fan because okay. he is i think at almost 50 pro fights and it yeah. took that long for him to be uh you know a star you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah he was tough within the 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 casual or the the usual mma family oh yeah i know george jorge masvidal yeah mm. that guy's tough that guy fights you know what mm. i mean he's all heart, but I remember seeing Jorge uh, from the Kimbo Slight YouTube uh, oh, backyard videos. Street fighting stuff? Yeah. yeah, street fighting. Like, they would just be fighting in the... This is when YouTube first came out. I was like, whoa, dude, there's these good, like, bum fights and all these things. So, yeah. to see where he's come now, and and uh, it's it's really nice to see as, an, as a competitor myself that, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you, you have your break... <sighs> 15 years into 20 right. years into the game you know and uh so it's kind of like that old saying in the uh, hollywood it's like yeah it just took 15 years to have my overnight sensation 100 percent. <laughs> you know it's like man yeah. this yeah. like now everyone knows masvidal but like yo this guy was has been doing this thing for right. so long so it's nice to see that he uh he had his break so like i saw the press conference i think uh was it today or yesterday mm -hmm. that it happened I know that he's he's not a. I mean, he's he, he doesn't seem like an asshole. Mm -hmm. He seems like he can get along with anybody. But he seems like that kind of guy. Like, and I've had friends like that where like, okay, if you're gonna be a dick, then I'm gonna be a fucking extra dick. Yeah, like, yeah. He just comes off that way. Like, you know, he like he has no beef with anybody. Yeah. You can tell by the way he interacts with his fans, but also just regular people. Like, he doesn't give them a lot of shit. You know, he's nice to people in the McDonald's drive-through. You mm -hmm. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's very humble that way, but when he feels like slighted, then he gets he gets that. Um, it's like the gangster comes out. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Because Baba comes out, right? Yeah, because it really is. He's 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 a, he grew up in the streets of Miami. You know, so right. so uh, to to make a point. Yeah. His pre his uh, like his I think his previous fight or two previous fights before he f so he is the BMF champ of the UFC so right. the UFC made this title called the BMF the baddest motherfucker champ you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, he fought another bad motherfucker right. Nate Diaz right. and these two you know it was they kind of promoted it as like the 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 gangster of the West Coast and the gangster yeah. of the East Coast and these guys are straight up grew up in the streets right from Stock right. from uh, Stockton these are and, fighter fighters right fighter fighter fighters yeah. for sure These and the fans that the fighters have zero shit talking mm. you know during the press conference during everything it was just mad respect martial arts honor right. amen yeah i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna try to whoop your ass but i i respect you for who you are but and then right. you get a guy like usman you know obviously trying to sell the fight right and also too he probably just really just dislikes masvidal anyway mm. you know you just start start attacking and attacking oh man you, you know like you said yeah like the mind game they try yeah, to play with each other right? yeah you know then then the the real gangster will come out you know like, hey man all right dude you're gonna talk shit okay why were you hugging me the whole right, 25 right. minutes of last fight you know right. why were you trying to uh, dance and play and tap my feet you know and mm -hmm. play footsie with me during the whole fight you know so it's uh you know i'm like watching conor mcgregor like that's part of his persona right yes so he's actually entertaining but when some guy most guys it's not natural to them 
because they play a nice guy off the camera and yeah. then the asshole. It doesn't come very. Uh, it can like authentic. Yeah, it's not authentic. It's kind of comes off disingenuous, and you're so that maybe that's Usman's kind of issue. Like he, he you don't know who you're really talking to. Yeah, so it's at yeah, any it, given time. It's very inconsistent. Yeah, it's very inconsistent, and uh, and and the fan nowadays is very. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're very educated, right? We right. we we, we uh, can see access it. to tape. We have access <laughs> to tape. It's like, yo, man, yeah. like in an interview before you said this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's. So, who do you think is going to win that fight? I mean, as a as a you know technician yourself, and as a casual fan, I'm looking at this going, man, I don't know, but I kind of like Masvidal, yeah, you know, just because I like the guy, you know, yeah, and he's a fighter's fighter. So, yeah. you know, so there's a, is it who do I want to win or who do I think's going to win? Yeah. I I really believe that. Uh, I really believe that that. Usman's gonna win. He's, he's gonna win like he's, a decision or yeah, he's KO? Gonna, he, yeah, he's gonna win a decision. He's just so tactical like that, mm-hmm. and and his his game is so dis, is is really well made for the game. You know, for so mixed this martial is like, arts. Um, probably like to put it in boxing terms, like when Floyd Mayweather went against Pacquiao. Yeah, you're like, I want Pacquiao to win, but yeah, Floyd's just gonna be like two times more like technical and, 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 and not head. buy into it yeah yeah, yeah okay. for sure and but do I, who do i want to win man yeah. masvidal i love his fighting tech i love the way he fights i love his his persona i love you know his his story mm-hmm. and he, and i he, hope he does man yeah i hope he does too in but, a lot of ways for then, a lot of reasons yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time though man it's the fight game anything can happen <laughs> you know those those little gloves yeah, dude anything yeah. can happen yeah. you know so to see champions like defend their belts for so many years it's like right. it's like holy shit dude this guy's freaking good he can well it's like sports right uh matchups matter yes and so but this seems like to be like a contrast of matchups it's the ground game versus the striking game yes it's the, very interesting to watch yeah and the, both and both can do the other things but it's gonna i guess it's gonna boil down to um if usman has the discipline to stay tight and close and put it to the ground yeah He'll win on a technical win. Yeah. Whereas Masvidal, if he if if Usman probably like gets tempted to go toe to toe with him yeah. to like show the world that he can do it. Yeah. And get off his game, then you know he's got a striker's chance, right? Yeah, and 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 that's it. It only takes that little millimeter. You know, I always tell people yeah. the the fight game is a is a fight of millimeters and milliseconds. Mm-hmm. You know. That's yeah. all it takes. But hey, what's this? Was what uh, Tyson said? What's the one you said at Rotary? Uh, everybody's got a game plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a game plan. Do you get punched in the face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, this, before we get into your fight, uh, deep into it, um, how's the family? How's, good, how's man. Kids? You know, I I just came. Uh, Sarah just dropped me off. Oh, good. We were at your uh, boss. My boss. Yeah. My boss just dropped me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, we were at Paseo. Mm-hmm. And I had the little, I had my little girl and my two boys just yeah. trying, they were just running around and uh, they're watching the surfers surf and nice. she went for a little jog. So she, you know, she's, she's getting back in shape, you know, mm-hmm. um, Catalina, my daughter, she's six weeks old. So Sarah's, yeah, Sarah's been, dude, she's a, she's an MVP, man. These, yeah. you guys make a good team. I mean, uh, I, you yeah. know, I, mean, I, I don't talk to you guys often, but I, I catch you on social media yeah. and, um, you know, there are people out there who who have a social media presence, but it's really just that. Yeah. You guys look, I mean, you guys 
are authentic. You generally look like you like each other's company. Yeah, thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, it just comes off that way. Yeah. You know, and naturally, you know, yeah. you're not trying to force it. So I'm, I, although, you know, we're, we're not as, clo- we're not the closest of friends and we see each other every weekend. I, I see those and, and, and I'm, it makes me smile every time. You know, ah, cool. It, make, it makes me feel like, oh, they're doing good. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So your, do- uh, your daughter, the uh, only girl in the family or something like that is yes. what Jerry told me, your father-in-law. Yeah. I had a meeting with him this morning, actually. <laughs> um, and he was super stoked that he finally has a girl yeah. uh, as a granddaughter. Yeah. So How's that been? How's the transition from being a boy dad to a girl dad? Okay. Yes. So on Sarah's side of the family, mm-hmm. uh, it's all boys, all grand boys. And yeah. then on my side of the family, I only have one sister, but she all she has only, she has three boys and I had two mm-hmm. boys. So it's really the first grand girl. She's going to be spoiled. Oh, my gosh, dude. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't knock on wood, She's man. She's going to get everything she wants. Oh, God. Okay. So, so right now, it hasn't really hit, right? She's only yeah. she's only about a month, right? So, you know, all the guys are like, hey, man, how is it, dude? She have a girl. It's totally different, right? I'm like, man, you know, I mean, she's, she's still a little baby. Yeah. You know, maybe it hasn't really hit. Changing diapers is definitely very different. <laughs> it's yeah. so different, you yeah. know? And then... They shoot still high, you know? I got three daughters. You know, I remember each time I go, surely they can't catch me. Boom! Right in my face. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, dude, so it's 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 totally different. And then, you know, the the clothes, mm-hmm. Rocky, my, my youngest son, yeah. he was wearing, like, uh, probably four uh, hand-me-downs he, he was to be the fourth kid wearing the hand-me-downs you know from yeah. from all his different cousins to his brother and then to him but and then Kat, uh, Catalina she, we're like okay you know I don't you know I don't want to I mean she doesn't need to be wearing this uh, faded dinosaur shirt you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean so, no hand-me-downs yeah, for her yeah. she, she has like all these new stuff I'm like okay oh wow there's a headband thing mm-hmm. oh you know now, now there's like dresses yeah, you know yeah, so it's yeah. a whole different thing it's uh you remember coming to America yes and uh, was it that or was it uh Fridays but the whole part of the accessories you know you get to accessorize <laughs> you know yeah. you see with the matching end and the belt yeah girls are all about accessories <laughs> You, know, you got oh, the headband. You got you got to have like sparkly stuff on the on the. Maybe her hair is not long enough yet, but when she starts to get longer hair, yeah, that you've got to match the the hair tie. Oh shoot! Here we go, dude. You know, I'm taking notes. Yeah, I mean, you can't. God forbid, you wear the same shoes every day. <laughs> Forget oh, it. Shit. Forget it, man. Gonna get, I'm gonna go broke. Yes, yeah, so you better make a lot of money. No. <laughs> but it's good thing grandpa's rich too. <laughs> You're hearing that, Jerry? Yeah. So um, you're 31 now, right? 31 years old. Um, now that's getting up there for fighters. Yes. You know? I mean, not too old still. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would say peak from a mentality standpoint, harder physically, yeah. just to stay in shape, and I guess. Not in that, um, not in that you don't have the discipline because you definitely have more discipline as you're older. That for sure, right? But you don't bounce back as fast. You know, it's just part of life. And mm-hmm. um, so, how is it as a younger fighter? You know, give me back a little perspective. Like when you were younger and you were, you know, still uh, in your twenties versus now, as you're getting into your early thirties. What's the biggest difference in your workout regimen? your way to prepare for fights, um, what you're doing when you're not even ready, you know, getting ready for a fight. How do you just, I, I, my guess is you don't let yourself go. You're constantly working out and keeping to a certain level shape. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know, there's, 
Oh man, I just remember at 23, the type of training that I would, you know, do no warm up, no stretching, just yeah. do one of these little rotations and all right, let's get to sparring, <laughs> right, you know? Right. But now, you know what it was causes, it was weird. I don't know. I don't know if it was just a number or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but when I turned 30, mm-hmm. it was when everything kind of hit. Yeah. Right, not really mm-hmm. everything kind of hit, but it was kind of like, whoa, okay. Am I just enjoying this stretching more or mm-hmm. am I sh- am I showing up earlier just so I can get a 15 minute, 20 minute good warm up, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have to stretch afterwards, you know. And so to a lot of uh, new fighters, I always tell them or new athletes, yeah. build the good habits now when you're mm-hmm. 16, 17, 15, you know, or even or even like uh, like uh, coaches for like the peewees or whatever right? right man build these good habits of stretching because this is really longevity you know mm-hmm. i was very fortunate enough to i believe that when you're like in 18 to like 25 right in the fight game man you got to train hard you and and it's like you got to break down the body you mm-hmm. know because that's the only way you got you got to break down the body so you can build the mind mm-hmm. and uh you will heal, you know, yeah. well, versus like, you know, ACL surgery or anything. you don't, don't, don't get injured, right. but break down the body, you know, train hard, lack of sleep, all these things. This is where you learn how to, this is where you increase your skill set because you can at such a young age. But when I, st- when I turned 30, I have, I'm so, I'm so fortunate that I have all this experience of fighting since I was 16, 17, 18, all the way till 30. I have like 15, 16 years of experience. Right that's it's coming and i am just kind of really just dialing dialing it in for uh for fights now you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm approaching fights differently i've uh, well you've had like 30 professional fights is that yeah, right? yeah yeah i've had over so, 30 fights that's a lot of fights it's a lot of fights you yeah. know I, fortunately a lot of them ended in the first round so i didn't mm-hmm. take a lot of damage mm-hmm. but there's a lot of uh you know training damage that you go through right sure. the pounding of the body sure. the head the, you know everything joints mm-hmm. Yeah. fist i was just very fortunate that i i never broke any bones oh mm-hmm. i mean i broke my hands like a couple times you know stitch mm-hmm. i have like double digit stitches on my face you know mm-hmm. but nothing devastating you right. know like a neck injury and that would be oh, like my really goodness. bad yeah neck and you know i have i have guys with neck injuries uh those are hard to bounce back from yeah back injuries yeah, yeah you know guys go through nine months of uh, rehab for acls mm-hmm. you know broken mm-hmm. you know yeah. torn acls but you know they come back but, and so forth. but even yeah. at that i'm so fortunate you know yeah. i get my tweaks here and there yeah. um but i'm just so fortunate that at 30 years old i'm able to dial in my body right, right. there's no cookie cutter way of saying oh you need to eat this you need to eat that yeah there's base levels mm-hmm. but at 30 i was able to really find um my balance or not so much maybe not my balance but more so what works for me you know um and and then again back to teamwork right i'm really fortunate that that sarah is so supportive that i get my i get good sleep good yeah i'm very fortunate to get really good sleep because that's that's really what i feel like is one of my superpowers i can sleep you know i can sleep i get eight eight hours nine hours nine Mm. hours of sleep and i'm very fortunate that my my other half Mm. can uh, cater to the two the the two dinosaurs and the little girl you know does she like watching your fights or does she like no because your father-in-law tells me he doesn't watch your fights until 
till like, afterwards because he doesn't want to yeah. like see you hurt you know? oh no sarah she's, she's a huge yeah. mma fan you know if, okay. i'm sure she's she's nervous as heck like, yeah yeah you know <laughs> but uh uh like my mom doesn't watch she's never seen any of my fights that's not right even, you were saying that at the rotary presentation yeah, right? never seen any of them mm-hmm. biggest fan but yeah. never seen any of them you know she's at the church <laughs> so i mean okay so my understanding you're athletic histories you were a golfer first yeah good golfer i hear <laughs> never played golf next to you but that's all i hear everybody tells me even Dude, the, that's so funny. i'm not that good, good but <laughs> even the good golfers tell me you're good and so i go <laughs> man this guy had a golf career waiting for him yeah. you know and he chose fighting which is a bit a violent sport but you know no no what, very what was the what what made you do that so story with golf, right? I, you know, I never played any real sports growing up. So okay, I didn't know that. Yes. No, yeah. You know, so, you know, golf, golf, I, I feel is, you know, you don't really need to be the most athletic to play golf. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not going to go out there and juke and run hundred yards and whatever. Right. right? right. Uh, so at the age of five, uh, I just remember a, t- a super typh- a typhoon hit Saipan and there was nothing to do. And I was mm-hmm. like, dad, let's go play golf. My dad never wanted to play golf. My dad was a baseball player. Uh, yeah. And uh, like, play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I tried to, he, he tried to make me play baseball. Right. I went to the first practice. I was like, man, dad, I don't want to come to this no more. <laughs> this, uh, you know, it just wasn't for me. Right. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah. I, uh, I started playing golf and five years old, Dude, I would go to the range after after school, like mm. after, you know, after kindergarten or first grade, you know, go yeah. to the driving range every day. Oh, always. that young. That yeah. Young. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't have junior clubs, so I had big, I was using the adult clubs, you know, mm. so I was always price swinging a wedge, trying to just hit it to the 50 yards first. And so uh, five all the way, I think around seven, um, the CNMI just launched their junior golf program. Okay the junior golf league. So I, I, I hopped in there and, and I was just playing as much as I could. I loved it. Uh, played it all the way through high school. And then it was in high school when, uh, going into high school, mm-hmm. I wanted to lose weight. You know, I was kind of a big kid. I ate, I, was, I had a huge appetite, big, you know, right, right, yeah. yeah. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I, 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 you know, You're I was, like, I'm a fat kid inside. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I, I do love eating. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, you're offering me whiskey. I was like, man, do you have ice cream? Do you have ice cream? I'll, I'll, <laughs> let's have some ice cream. I, I might have some drumsticks. <laughs> so yeah. it was that. It was it was golf, 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 yeah. golf, golf, golf. And I, yeah. I played like basketball, you know, like during lunchtime and all yeah. that stuff, right? But it was, I was a golfer. And then uh, going into high school, uh, I wanted to get in shape, but there was no way I was going to go running. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, man, I don't need to do that, dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to, I needed to get the heart pumping. And mm-hmm. um, I had a friend who, who, who hooked up with the uh, Cookie Alvarez and they were, they were just training in, inside this warehouse and it was just a fight gym. They're oh, like, oh, man. there's this, he's like, hey, Frank, man, there's this thing called NHB. Before MMA was called MMA, it was called NHB, mm-hmm. uh, no holds barred. So no holds barred That's fighting. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I went to the gym. It was a, it was a warehouse, and half of it was a boat shop. So there was like jet skis and everything outside, and boats, and it just smelled like fiberglass because they were like patching up all the boats. And I was like, oh, what yeah. the heck? This is like gnarly. <laughs> you go in, and then on the right side, it was just mats, and guys were just getting ready for fights. And this was mm-hmm. after like Fury Fighting Islands hit uh, Tinian, two thousand and three ish, and after school, I just after school, I just went to the gym 
Mm-hmm. You know, or after school, I went to work. I was a waiter at Shirley's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shirley's. Yeah. <laughs> so I know the menu freaking yeah. top to bottom. <laughs> and it, it played in my favor. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed, changed in like forever. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I hope they still keep it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> anyway. After, after working at Shirley's, you know, get my food, get my fried rice, kick in, and then yeah. I would go to the gym and, and train, and then I'll get home probably around 7 o'clock, do my work. And then and then training at the gym started turning into more sessions and less driving range, more sessions. Then mm. it got to starting playing on the weekends and right. then just training during the week. And, I, uh, and then after a year of training, I had my first pro fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I want to do this shit. <laughs> this is yeah. that, you know, that's, I had a real realization. I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. You got like, you excited. Got on. me super excited. Yeah, at, at, yeah. at such a, at such a young age. And, and you know, you gotta, you gotta take for account that I, I would, I just, till this day, I still never got into a street fight, mm-hmm. you know, nor mm-hmm. do I want to. I'm kind of scared. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, that's a uh, whole different animal, a whole different animal, yeah. you know? Um, and every Sunday I would play the the ukulele for church, you know. So mm-hmm. I was that I was that kid, yeah, I, yeah, and, yeah. and I try to uh, very non confrontational. If right. anything, I try to I'm, I'm, I kind of like shy away from confrontation to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. Ask Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just she, she's the tough one. Yeah, she's yeah. the tough. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. well, you know. So I'm 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 that guy. It's kind of, yeah. and then I don't know. Is it? So, so till this day, I still ask myself, right? Is it because I'm non-confrontational that I, that I really enjoy mixed martial arts? You know what I mean? That right. I love fighting, but. Get it out of your system. You know, yeah. Is it, you know, but at the same time, when I do compete and I do fight, yeah. I have no real, when I look against that cage, you know, I have no real ill intentions of like, you know what? You're trying to take my food. I'm going to right. beat you up. I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up. You know, like. Yeah, you don't have that caveman attitude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like more so like I'm, an, I'm I'm here. I've been practicing this art and let me try to implement and do my job and impose my will. Yeah. You know, and in the event that you do get finished and I do tap you out or I do knock you out. Hey, mm-hmm. you okay, think, let's go have a beer. You, you think that helps you or hurts you uh, competitively when, when you don't have that, you know, that, that sort of tension towards your opponent or or do you think that helps you keep a clear mind and, and stick to a fight plan you know um i think this is where golf has really helped me develop my mixed martial arts mm-hmm. uh competition game mm-hmm. um i don't do too well when i get emotional and i get frustrated Mm. you know so i have to stay just clear like just like golf just like once golf. you get mad you know and yep. you start and once you do the little and <clears throat> you slam your club because you hit a bad you know approach shot yeah and john you're in- kramer are you listening john kramer? <laughs> <laughs> kramer, yeah. john kramer are you listening yes okay yeah. i'm gonna try to get a golf game uh in front of your foursome or behind us so i can just hear him <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta always watch where he's hitting not for the ball because the ball will never come towards you it's the club that will come up towards you it's like, whoa shit, shit. Yeah. yeah so that's where i really take a lot of my success in yeah. mixed martial arts yeah. from golf and mm. it's it's really just trying to just stay focused and just be um uh just solution driven right oh man okay i'm in a bad place but now it's kind of like speed golf right now you got fists and you got stuff coming at you versus like let me assess this shot right um but yeah and and i think maybe that's where where i i i really love i really love the game and i love the art of mixed martial arts you know that's an interesting point and um i think i brought this up at at your rotary presentation 
But I, I, I phrased it differently at the time because I didn't know how better to say it. And instantly I felt like I didn't properly give it the right description. I had said at the time, I go, you know, it, it changed from a thug game to a gentleman's game, right? Mm-hmm. And I said something similar to that. But what I really think it is, is that this is the, this, I, I'm not necessarily like this year, but the last maybe five years or something, at least locally, it's changed from tough guys to athletes who've sort of converted into fighting. Like Roki, for example, you know, gentle bear, really. He, he probably has a mean streak that I'm not aware of, but mm-hmm. he, he just seems like a gentle bear. But, Very. But, you know, he comes from a football. You know, he, he wanted to play football. And, uh, and in football, organized sports, any organized sports, golf, whatever, basketball, you learn discipline, you mm-hmm. learn game plan, you learn like work, you know, ethic. work ethics. And, and, um, and although you, and even towards your competition, you want to beat them, but you, you can have a beer with them or a hamburger or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, um, it's fun. And whereas in the early days, my observation of the fighters where they just did not like each other, no matter where they were, you mm-hmm. know, they would start a fight at the Rotary Sushi, for example. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, it didn't matter, and they wouldn't, and they would fight everybody, not for purse, you know, not for money, yeah, not for some kind of pride. It was just a matter of they just wanted to harm somebody, and then enter today's sort of era where it's a lot more of a, a sport and um, and although there's prize money and so forth uh, that is associated with it and some mm-hmm. people want to become pros if if I really look at the at landscape of fighters not all of them are going to turn pro right they're just not but they're yeah. in it to learn they're in it to uh, have physical strength and well-being yeah. protect themselves whatever they want to do but but the point is not a lot of them I would say 99.9% if I had a survey done they're not doing it so they can go down to the local Shirley's yeah. and beat somebody up, you know? Yeah. They're doing it because they enjoy it, right? Whereas back then, holy <laughs> shit, man. Fights everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they, they were looking for fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, they, huh? they, they were trying to test their skill, use yeah. the, put their skills to the test out in the street, right? Right, right. And, and I feel... That was a, that was a very good question um, that mm. you asked, and it yeah. had me really thinking because... I think what had happened was, well, first off, I you, you get a lot of guys, so you so you get a few guys that that learn this thing, right? And right. then you 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 get a you they they branch off and you get a you get them just practicing with these all these different groups, and then it's cool and everything. Right. But I feel the transition from when it went from the thugs and the gangs and the, right. the whatever, because first off. Growing up in the islands, man, growing up in Guam, going to school, you're going to fight. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. you know, you, you know, it, It's kind of like how it is here. Like, it's yeah. you're going to grow up fighting. Thank goodness, you know, back in our day, no one really got hurt. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? But well, uh, it's like growing up in confinement, right? Yeah. After a while, you're like, some, you know, some people annoy you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You can't move to another city. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And so I think what had happened was... Um, as you start introducing better pay, better money, you know, bigger yeah. money, big prize money, uh, eventually, 
it it becomes a hard sport to continue to train and mm-hmm. and it, you're going to mm-hmm. weed out all those tough guys and a lot yeah. of these tough guys in the street they lack that they lack something to and the reason why they're acting tough so mm-hmm. you know maybe they have lack of self-esteem or right. or they're battling some inner demons or something where they have to uh, beat someone up out or whatever mm-hmm. right so i think because of the the development of mixed martial arts and then as local promotions started flying in good guys from right. off island from australia from the states from right. japan these so-called tough guys couldn't really hang no more and mm-hmm. and you know we're not willing to put in the extra work the extra time that you're gonna have to put into you know so you start weeding out all the weak ones you know and then now you start that's where you have the introduction of athletes coming in that Mm -hmm. that do possess the work ethic that do possess the discipline right the the being goal oriented and and uh and the camaraderie and team you know so Mm -hmm. i think because of that it really weeded out thank goodness right it it weeded out and, and now it's kind of like uh, into you know you have like a positive group of guys that are mm-hmm. just trying to compete and then also too after after a hard morning session cause of punching each other in the face yeah. that is the last <laughs> thing i want to do out of the yeah, 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 yeah. i'm like oh man okay hey dude you took my parking okay man you yeah, can take that cool. part. <laughs> that's cool dude i'm i'm tired of getting punched and getting punching people yeah. in the face <laughs> well, yeah I, I, I remember the like the really early days of local um fighting game where like if if a guy lost in the ring right fair oh. and square he'd want to fight him like outside outside later with his boys and i'm like you guys yeah <laughs> come on yeah that's uh i mean of course you're not gonna get fans that way because mm-hmm. who who wants to be a fan of just a bunch of thugs that yeah can, that, that can easily turn on the fans you know yeah. like well you're not cheering for me i'm gonna punch your face you know yeah. but there was that aura back then but now these days and and uh, some people say, "Oh, the fighters have gotten softer." I go, "No, I think they've just gotten smarter. They yeah. know their equi- They know that they have equity and stake in the community, um, and and they're more than just a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know? They're athletes. They're fathers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys have mellowed after be- becoming fathers. Yes. Those those quote unquote tough guys became yeah. very mellow after uh, having kids." And you see them, you see them because they put them in private schools and stuff, <laughs> things that they would never, you know, they didn't grow up in. And you're like, oh, is he going to be fired? Oh, no, no, not yeah, my son. No, no, not, the, yeah, yeah. not this guy. <laughs> I'll, teach him, I'll teach him martial arts, but he's not going to be yeah. a fighter. And, and you can see that transition that these guys have gone through. But because I know a lot of these old guys, yeah. you know, and, um, but, but your generation and, 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 uh, and this is where I'm, I'm a little bit weary about this next generation after um, the younger ones, right mm-hmm. after you guys. Um, maybe it's their maturity, maybe it's just the way they view the world, but there, some of them are starting to like go back, backwards. They're, they're going towards that. I'm a tough guy. But because, and you know what it is, is because I feel like, uh, they're chasing the clout versus Mm -hmm. chasing the, 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 um, the being a martial artist. Right. Right. So, and and now it's really up to us that are, that Mm -hmm. are currently in the game to really, um, you know, show them show them the way essentially yeah. right yeah. and uh you know it's kind of it's kind of and, and you know back to the, the the fighters of how it was back in the day to the fighters now mm-hmm. it's kind of like um i like to think of it as 
like a sheriff back in the, <laughs> you know, back in the day with yeah. the saloons, you know, right. if someone was messing up in the bar, he would just pull out his freaking revolver and shoot him, you know, versus right. now you have the, the sheriffs now or the SWAT team now, they're a little bit more tactical. They use right. verbal judo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But they, they're still right. freaking bad mofos, you know right. what I mean? Both are, both are really good. It's just different times now. Yeah, and I, that's probably a really good analogy because uh, back in those days, sheriffs weren't law guys. They were actually, uh, you know, sort of like criminals wanting to, like, retire. So, yeah. so the town would go, hey, you're a pretty badass criminal. What if we make you sheriff of the town? Yeah. <laughs> Give you a salary. <laughs> you know, you just put the other no bad idea. guys away. Yeah, that's usually wow. how it was. And then they became law guys, you know. Yeah. And it seemed like the early promoters were like, they knew that this was a growing sport, but they didn't have like people that were convinced to fight each other. Mm -hmm. So they basically got guys that liked to fight mm -hmm. and said, and put them in a, um, in a position they weren't really ready for, you know, yes. which is hate. You like to go kick guys' asses and do it in the ring. We'll pay you. And then they're like, sure, I'll do that. But the problem is they couldn't turn it off. They couldn't turn it off when they yes. left. Whereas yeah. athletes are very different, you know? And, yeah. And so I think this is the the, the the era of where fighters have become, you know, athletes have become fighters because it's a sport that can sustain them. Mm -hmm. And um, But yeah, I think with you and, and Roki and some of our... Uh, local talents that, you know, maybe they're not from Guam, but they grew up here or they trained here and they're doing well. I think uh, Trevor is one of them, right? Yeah, Trevin. Uh, Trevin, sorry. And then, um, so when you when young kids are seeing like, oh, hey, you, there is a road to professional, to a professional league, you know, to yeah. a professional promotion, um, that gets them to seriously think about what they're doing versus, you know, it's just a backyard scrap or... It's a quote unquote local, you know, promotion. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's a like a road to like greatness. Yeah, and yeah. so they're like, okay, and so even if you, none of your generation make it, you know, become world champ, you you're already champions because you've made it to this next level, and each generation after is supposed to like get to the next level, get better, get to the next level, and right? get better. Yeah, yeah, because there's no template for anybody to follow here, mm -hmm. you know, because it was very new. Then, like you said, professionals from off island came. Yeah. Looked at them and said, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. This is this is not how you're gonna win. You gotta do this, 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 yeah. this." But then they, the problem is they fly away. Yes, you know, they go back and then, home. And, and then now we're like, okay, yeah. you told us this. Okay, we're gonna continue to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then in the, the next year, it's like, oh, it actually changed. You're like, what? Yeah. So, but then see now, but you guys, you, you guys live here, so you can preach the word. You know, you can yes. be evangelists. You know, and say, okay, guys. You know, I'm getting older, you know, I've got, my time is getting shorter, but the knowledge is still there. Mm -hmm. I can teach you that. Yeah. You know? So that's good. And, and you know, that's one thing, cause that I, that I, that I, uh, not that I, not that I wish because I, I feel like I'm a really good place and, and because of everything that happened, I am, I'm at, I'm at where I'm at and I've learned what I've learned, but, uh. It would have been an easier road if, if I had a template or if I had like some guidance of how to get to the UFC. You know, right. it took me 15 years to get to the UFC. A couple of times I almost just threw in the towel like, nah, man, I'm I'm like 20. I'm right. 27 years old. Right. dude. I got a kid and, you know, I'm, I really want to marry this girl. What am I doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to the gym and, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever. Right. But uh, 
but yeah, like, but I'm so glad that now that the younger generation, they'll have a little template then mm-hmm. to see, if, you know, all, see all the mistakes that we've all made down the road and how we can just kind of fast track to get into right. that next thing. Because, you know, at the end of the day, right, it's, we would love to think that you just got to win fights to fight in the UFC, but man, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a league. It's really a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure, you got to, you have to be an entertainer. You have to be. Uh, personality you have to be you have to be good you have to win fights you have to be exciting it's like uh if you were to equate it the same to like Lollapalooza you know (laughs) like the music festival yeah yes yeah yeah it doesn't matter you can play instrument if you can't draw a crowd yeah because Lollapalooza is in the league it's promotion right it's promotion 100 percent you know um so your upcoming fight who's your opponent my my opponent, his name is Matt Frivola. Uh, okay. He trains out of Florida. I was supposed to fight him last June. Okay. What but happened? Uh, two days before the fight, mm-hmm. his corner man tested positive for COVID. Uh, okay. Yeah, and he was and he was staying with his corner, so they ha- they 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 basically scrapped the fight, and then uh, they had a last minute replacement come in to to fight me. Mm-hmm. So that was. Uh, yeah, so I've been preparing for Matt Frivola for over a year. <laughs> he's a, he's a, um, uh, I've, I've communicated with him, you yeah. know, after, after, you know, I sent him, I sent like some, uh, a message to him and his yeah. team, like, Hey man, hope everything's well, whatever. Right. And right. I'm so glad that we're, we're coming back. He's, he's a tough dude, bro. Is he? He's a tough dude. He's a, he's a firecracker. And I think he, his greatest attribute is his gas tank. Mm. you know so that's a that's always that's always a hard issue someone how do you fight someone that has an unlimited gas tank right right, right. yeah so uh that's i'm so glad that during the pandemic i actually picked up endurance okay. uh sports right. cycling i'm cycling a whole lot i noticed it yeah, yeah. You, got she, the, you got the bike bug huh yeah okay. i got the bike bug and then after that uh have just, you found that that helps you yes okay. oh 100 and then also too i'm finding my own uh like my own way of cycling, you know? So, so I'm, some guys, some people, man, they will cycle 60, they'll do the whole yeah. Guam. I'm like, dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the time for that. But I, I'm, I'm using a lot of like anaerobic, a lot of hills, mm, mm-hmm. just, just power and sprints and just right. to kind of open up the lungs, you know? So I'm finding. Which is more like a fight round anyway. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, you know, I don't really, uh, it helps to have yeah. that, that, that aerobic, uh, mm-hmm. workout you know that or that aerobic like you could sustain such a long period of uh of, of an aerobic workout yeah but really man if you really think about it all i need is 15 minutes of hell i need to be able to run a 15 minute marathon i need yeah, a, yeah i just yeah. need i need a blast yeah. i just need big guns big tires yeah. solid armor <laughs> and a big gas yeah. tank so uh, um how 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 confident are you with this fight going in? What's what's the area you you still want to like get you know work on? Obviously, there's a lot of things yeah, you want to yeah. keep working on, but what, where do you feel really comfortable with, and where do you feel like okay, another week I'll be good? You you know what I'm really looking forward to with this fight is to see how my conditioning is gonna play into this because mm-hmm. I've never done this type of endurance training before. Oh, okay. Yeah, you so know, this I've, is a, like a pilot program for you. Yeah, pilot program. You know, yeah. and, and like you know, it's so cool that at 31, I'm still learning and I'm trying new shit. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like I guess, I guess when you know, once you start being stagnant, it's kind of when you got to start thinking about hanging it up, right? If you're not, yeah. thinking, you know, so like, uh, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't mind talking about it, but like, you know, one thing that I've been working on to the past year, mm-hmm. shit, holy shit, like a year already, <laughs> the past year yeah. uh, is, you know, switching stances. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, so like, yeah. it just, just really just changing it up. And, and it's so cool because... Because that confuses fighters, right? Yeah. yeah. Are, are you a, are you a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you tried throwing a baseball with your left hand? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally it's close. It's horrible, yeah. right? Yeah. It's horrible. Or, or like you know hitting a golf ball. <laughs> oh, the other lefty. Way yeah. yeah. So it's so it. it's 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 in, it's it's uh, so fascinating and it's kind of like lit a whole another thing under my ass, right? I'm like, oh wow, holy cow! Standing southpaw is totally mm-hmm. different, you know. So I'm building combinations off of that and. Just kind of like, uh, just trying new shit, you yeah. know, and, and really learning and really developing. And it's it's so crazy because the sport only involves my hands and my feet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, adding more of that. So now I'm adding endurance into that. And then working with uh, my team out yeah. in the States remotely, just different things to, to yeah. work on, you know. So most especially for this matchup with Matt Frivola, he, uh, he basically has a big gas tank and he brings a lot, a shitload of chaos. Right. You know, right. so uh, I guess the keys to to victory would be to lead the dance, mm-hmm. you know, let him fight your fight. Yeah, yeah let him fight my fight, right. you know, so whether it's at my, uh, whether my pace is higher than his or slower than his or uh, I just need I just need to take him to the prom. You know <laughs> what I mean? And and once I once I do that, yeah. uh, I just got to, you know, just impose my will yeah. like that, you know, because if you look at my last two fights, um, guys have been. Uh, guys have been starting off real, real fast, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and stopped me early in the first round, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I've been really working with, uh, with my coaches on, on, on tightening up the defense, just a little bit more footwork mm-hmm. and back to, uh, you know, do I need to have that, that anger and the aggression right. when I fight, but yeah. no, man, guys are trying to draw that out of me so that I could trade with them, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. the Chamorro, the Island boy comes out, right. they're like, boom, huh? All right, let's <laughs> yeah. go. But it's yeah. like, technically that is not, and strategically and tactically, that doesn't work out. Yeah. It's not the best thing, you know, yeah. now you're rock and sock and robots. Anything can happen, mm-hmm. you know, versus like really, uh, uh, tactically and strategically breaking down a fight and, and, and just using the tools, you know? Yeah. A lot of times, man, I've, 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 m- many of my fights, I've been, uh, I've been bringing a knife to a gunfight. Mm, mm. I'm very good with a knife, right? But it's still a gunfight, you know. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, I have an AK and I have a nine mil and I got a shotgun in the back, but mm. I'm still pulling out the knife. So, uh, I'm really excited about Matt Frivola because not only, you know, he has a big ass thing, whatever. He's he's good and he's tough, mm-hmm. and. You know, maybe this is the fight that I need to really showcase yeah. my skills because I'm gonna need to anyway. Are you guys built about the same? I think we're about the same height. Yeah. I, uh, I'm five. I'm five nine. Okay. Uh, the UFC has me as five ten. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm five ten on That's a good okay. day. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. He's so I'm at five nine and he's yeah. probably like five eight. Okay. Um, so he's he, built about the same. Huh? Built about the same. Maybe he's a little smaller because I, I cut a little bit more weight than he does. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's. Is it yeah relatively yeah. The, relatively the same yeah, identical? That's, that's the great thing about a fight game, you know. Yeah, you're basically the same weight and rough and rough. Yes, you know. But if they're taller, it's a little tougher because they got the reach and so forth. But um, but yeah. at the same time, those some guys are re- like I I I prefer to fight taller guys. Oh, do you? Yeah, because of my style. You know, I I like I'm really good at closing the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting a shorter guy for me, it's a little difficult because first off, I don't I. Like uh, when I was training in the States, mm-hmm. 
I rarely train with small guys. I see. You know, so having to stay away and yeah. and keep my chin tucked, you know, while these guys are are, are trying to close the distance yeah. on me, you know. So I guess it, it yeah. is what it is, right? Like yeah. like also too, some tall guys don't fight well against other guys their size because they're so used to fighting guys that are short, you know. So right. You know, my my coach really, uh, Coach Colin Oyama. He um. He said something to me that that really stood out, and he said, you know, like like anything, right? There's no real cookie cutter mm-hmm. way to fight there's no cookie cutter way to to to, to lose 20 pounds or there's no right. cookie you know each person you're very different from the way i am you right. know right. uh and he said once you can understand your own body mechanics mm-hmm. and you can apply it to your fight game is the day that you're gonna just really excel right. in the sport you know so essentially someone like me right i got big island legs you know and i got big i got big shoulders so yeah. when i do punch I, I can't fight like a tall guy mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it would just be going against my body mechanics compact. you know compact i need to stay in stay tight yeah high guard punch behind my shoulders yeah. and a shitload of kicks because <laughs> right, right? right. we use these legs so yeah because yeah. i've noticed some fighters have really skinny legs and some I'm yeah like, how do they not break yeah you know so the guys <laughs> you know, have skinny, yeah. skinny legs with big upper bodies you yeah, know what i mean so yeah. they look so intimidating we're like nah man just kick that guy's leg <laughs> get, <dude>. that leg. <laughs> get that leg yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really fascinating and and i guess the the that part of the game mm. i i just i just love it so much you know yeah. is there is there been a fight where you, you've played battleship before right yes and you're like you're, you're like you're like pinpointing and you keep missing and missing but you have this little like strategy and then Suddenly you get a hit and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you are. Yeah, I know where you are, <laughs> yeah. dude. In, in a fight game, in the fight, in one of your fights before, have you ever had that moment where like, oh, battleship. Battleship. Oh, <laughs> I know dude. where you are. <laughs> I know where to get you now. You know, let me, let me, let me think on that. Yeah. But I, I had a fight, mm-hmm. very memorable fight, and it's probably one of the... the the best fights that I've ever had, like in the sense of on, on a learning experience where yeah. I was on the opposite end oh, of shit. that. Okay. Like, oh, how did yeah. you find me? What the like, fuck? I was like, fuck, none of my shit's working, dude. So oh, I, I fought this guy, uh, his name is Jeff Neal. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck, he's so good, dude. Is he? He's so good, you know, and I don't even say, you know, like like a lot of guys, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the, the local fans, uh, they will be commenting on Instagram, like, at crank i want to see you go fight him again but right. i know rematch rematch i'm like <laughs> actually i don't want to rematch yeah, like, this, this guy, yeah, this guy yeah. nah, not this, not this nah, guy no nah. it's all right <laughs> i mean if i have to fight him i will but shit <laughs> yeah so crazy thing so i uh against jeff neal mm-hmm. i fought at uh, 170 pounds which is a, a weight class above my weight class so he was a big yeah. guy yeah uh anyway um I, I lost. I lost via knockout. I'm not too sure if you saw that knockout. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't see the fight, but I saw the knockout. Knockout. Yeah. yeah. The, the highlights were there. Yeah. 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 Thank goodness I didn't feel it. You know. Thank goodness I was out. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I just woke up. You know what I mean. But. Yeah. So so check this out. Think so so battleship mm-hmm. chess mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at its finest. Right. I was. We started the fight and I was like, okay, you know what? This guy's a good boxer. He doesn't make that much mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get in his face. I'm gonna try to pressure him and I'm gonna just try to make it essentially a brawl you know because that's that's the only chance that i really had just to go in there scrap with him Mm -hmm. anyway everything that so first off he was a lefty god damn his left hand was so fast no shit it was so man it was so fast i was squaring up with him and i was moving 
it wasn't hard right it wasn't hard like i would say he you know he didn't punch that hard and you know i mean not taking away from you he just he was just landing it was just so fast i didn't i couldn't see it yeah i couldn't see it yeah uh you remember was i think it was in rush hour when it's so funny. I think about this all the time because I really had these thoughts during the fight during when, when 10,000 people were yelling in, in, yeah. in, uh, in Dallas, yeah. you know what I mean? In Texas. You're thinking of Chris Tucker and Jackie and Chan. Jackie Chan. <laughs> so there was a scene in yeah. Rush Hour when he when Chris Tucker was just blabbing, 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 and then mm-hmm. he gets kicked in the face. Yeah. And he was like, which one of y'all hit me? You know what I mean? He was looking around. Dude. Seriously, because when, when uh, Jeff Neal was cracking me with that left hand. Yeah. I was like, looking at the, like I really looked at the la- the the ref and I kind of laughed inside, right? Because mm. I, I just thought of like the, the the rush hour scene. I was like, who the hell is hitting me, dude? <laughs> God damn! Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so he was hitting me with the left hand. I was getting frustrated, and I knew what he was trying to do because he was trying to uh, he was trying to have me slip. So he was trying to get have me move my head offline so that I could miss. Mm-hmm. his left hand so that he could set up that kick. Set up the other kick so i was yeah. i was either so in my head i knew it for a fact that i was like okay am i gonna just keep eating this left hand for 15 minutes or am i gonna try to slip and counter but i know he's gonna try to fire that thing mm-hmm. you know and because mm-hmm. yeah i know he landed he landed like two head kicks before mm-hmm. you know during that fight and you're able to block it uh sort of sort of yeah but i felt his shin on my head i was like oh man okay that's not i see what he's trying to do yeah yeah so after looking at the ref and looking at him, which which one of you motherfuckers are trying to hit me? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. As I so battleship chess. Mm-hmm. This is this is when I uh, this is when everything kind of like came came together. Was I was doing certain things in my A game mm-hmm. to set him up because I wanted to because he kept moving a certain way. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to hit him with my left hook. Mm-hmm. So I was doing things in my A-game that not even my pad holders know that I do on my own. Mm. And I heard his corner yell, Neil, Neil, watch out. Crank is setting up his left hook. He's mm. setting up his left hook. And I'm like, I, I thought to myself, like, how the fuck do these guys know that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. These like 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 football yeah bro these guys were studying me dude Mm. they knew they knew every single movement every time i try to cut him off cut him off this one certain cutoff that i do he circled out the other way and he got out of the corner i was like holy shit i was like damn it was getting frustrating Mm. Mm. i was like what the hell so i tried to do something else right i was trying to go to the body a little bit more i was like okay he's he's reading that i'm setting up the left hook so i started doing my own setup feigning setup setup to my right hand to the body no, I need you to move. I need you to move. He's trying to land that right hand. Remember what we remember how we trained. Remember how we trained. Wow. I was like, good God, what the Damn. hell, <laughs> dude? So so yeah. So in the first round, he uh, and then at the end of the first round, he he kind of cracked me and I dropped and I tried to recompose myself and then the round ended right and I went mm-hmm. back to my corner, and then I was just like, dude. I was not there, you know. I was mm. like, I was just so frustrated. Mm-hmm. I was just so like, how the he- I can't do anything. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have answers. I don't, I don't have, have answers, answers for yeah. nothing, you know. Right. So I came out in the second round, and I don't know if people, uh, if you watch that fight in the second round, mm-hmm. he kept hitting me again with the left hand, pop, setting you up, pop, yeah. just setting me up, pop, yeah. irritating me, pop, pop. It wasn't even trying to knock me out with the left hand, mm-hmm. pop, pop, pop. Just kept popping my head back, and I was like, okay, my nose is bleeding, everything. I was like, you know what. And then he, I knew he threw the kick and I think it, it, it grazed my glove and it kind of hit my head a little bit. And he hit me again. And then I just put my hands down and I just started yelling. 
because mm. ah, and it was really I started yelling because I was just so frustrated, fucking yeah. frustrated and it was a, it was to a point where I made up in my mind that I was not going to take this for 15 minutes mm -hmm. and that I was going to go in and I was going to come back go for broke huh? yeah I was yeah. going to live and die by the sword yeah. right now you yeah. know I was, I was, I was going to come back on my shield mm -hmm. you know come back with my shield or on it yeah. you know what I mean yeah. And so then, I yelled, and I started coming at him. I coming at him. He cat me against the cage. I just started throwing. I started throwing. I started throwing. The crowd was going wild. <laughs> the commentators were going wild. Yeah. Bam. Head kick. Head kick knockout. Yeah. And I knocked yeah, out. You know. Yeah. But you and, went out swinging. I, yeah, I went out swinging because I was like, I was like, man, I'm not gonna take this for 15 minutes, man. Yeah. I was getting so frustrated. Yeah. And uh, you know. You know, I could have saved myself that concussion. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I could have, I, I, uh, I could have, uh, should have, would have, could have, right? There's so mm -hmm. many, but, um, you know, it is what it is. But it was because of that fight where I, I made the decision that I had to go off island to find, um, to find a team and a coach that could, that could help me get through that because I was just so fascinated that this guy was whooping my ass at Battleship. Mm -hmm. No, oh, sorry, sorry. Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal didn't just beat me. The corner did. His team beat me. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I didn't think about that too much until we were just talking. Like in beach volleyball. Yeah. Tennis, you can't coach. Ah, that right? is so interesting. You cannot coach. You cannot say anything. it's technical foul. Foul. You can get disqualified. Wow. So. Yeah. I had no idea. But during the timeout. That's where it comes in. You can you can talk, but in beach volleyball particularly, but. You can't. Even in a timeout, a coach cannot come up and talk to you about what you're doing wrong. Wow. So I wonder how much this fight game would change, MMA. Yeah. If the corners could not, like, you, you can prep, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Every, once, once the fighters are in the cage, it's up to them to figure it out, what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right. I wonder how much of the game would change if that rule went into effect similar to tennis or beach volleyball or some of the other kinds of sports so if you think about it now because of 2020 and the, and the pandemic mm -hmm. we've had to fight in vegas in the apex center mm -hmm. which is uh it's a ufc uh arena yeah it's a little bubble right little bubble mm -hmm. no crowd so you could hear the fighters breathing and you good gracious can you hear the corner mm -hmm. even because you know you have 10,000 7,000 15,000 fans yeah. Sometimes, man, and the fight's going, man. You can't hear. I was just so lucky that I was able to to hear. I don't know, maybe we we're in Jeff Neal's corner or whatever. Yeah. But most of the time, I don't hear my corner. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. the crowds. Yeah, ah, yeah, it's hard. Dude. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. You can get little snippets of it. You know, maybe you might hear jab. You know, oh, shit. Okay, I need a jab. <laughs> yeah. But but at the Apex Center, mm -hmm. you can hear everything. You can hear everything. You mm -hmm. can even hear the guy's corner. You can hear your corner. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like. Now it's like corner battles, mm -hmm. you know, like I even heard at one point that teams were bringing in a, a guy, like a hype man guy, mm -hmm. so that when you did land a shot, mm -hmm. he would scream, yeah, let's go, crack, good oh. shot, good shot. So now you're swaying the judges, mm -hmm. you know, now you're swaying <laughs> the, the officials, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it, 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 so it's very, I'm very... I'm very intrigued by that, you know, like, yeah. wow, I wonder how it would be. It would be totally different. Yeah, you know, so so I now, it would. so it would be, I'm kind of curious to see how, so first of all, when I fought at the Apex, it was so eerie. I was just like, whoa, this is so freaking weird. Yeah, I was going to say. Know? It's like, yeah, like I, I, I've always, uh, I've always dreamed and I've, 
I've always practiced in my mind and I've gone through the reps of visualizing of, man, a big crowd walking out, high five, ah, feeding off the crowd. This is the type of fighter and the type of uh, competitor that I am. I mm -hmm. love the crowd, mm -hmm. you know? So going into that is very different. Right. Some guys, some guys are very good at in the gym, but when it comes, you know, like like in basketball or yeah, any sport, they can't handle the crowd. They can't they handle the crowd, or they, yeah. yeah, they choke, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so there's a lot of guys that have been doing so well in the Apex Center with the no crowd. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see the transition back when, to when the it crowd. reopens. Yeah, when it reopens. So, yeah. uh yeah, so it's very, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of you know, it's it's such a great dynamic to have, mm -hmm. and then also too as a as an athlete, as a fighter, right? Always having to adapt, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm so glad that I kind of got both best of both worlds, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, kind of going off on a tangent, but it's it's um yeah, it's 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 dope, dude. You you ever you ever run into a fighter because you're pretty nice, you know, yeah. guy, and and like you said, you don't really hate your opponent. You ever run into a guy that um that just kind of was an asshole to you, like even though you try to be like a, a nice dude to him, or did he need to just be that asshole to to like look at you as an opponent? Or have yeah. you had been pretty lucky with all your opponents where they're yeah, kind of cool you know, with you? Been, very fortunate, man, to have yeah. really really respectful opponents, you know. And then uh, I see I see uh, opponents that I have fought, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you see them talking smack to all their other their other opponents, you know, that, yeah. like uh, like outside of me. So it's like it's really cool, man. You know, maybe. Hey, maybe I was I was the guy to 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 bring out the the good in them yeah. for that fight. You know what I mean? Or yeah, you get what you give, right? Yeah, you get what yeah, you give. You know, good. that's cool. And then also too, I think it would be kind of hard for a guy to shit talk about me. You know? Yeah, I guess like, so. Yeah, like I always just I always I always I'm so I'm always prepping for that guy. You know, mm -hmm. so like mentally, just so mm -hmm. just so that it doesn't throw me off guard, right? Yeah, yeah. Like how how do I rebuttal? How do I respond? You know, like. Yeah. Yeah, bro, you fucking suck. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna <laughs> knock your ass out. I'm like, oh, okay, why are you being so mean? You know, what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, so so it's just it's gonna be like, uh, just throw him off, you yeah, know. So yeah. just throw him off by saying, I like ice cream <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I like ice cream. <laughs> You're saying yeah. your shit. I'm saying mine. What's the problem? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, never had that. Never had that opponent. Um. Actually, looking forward to it. Yeah, dude, I would, I would love that. You know, like, you're, um, like, you're like, finally, fine. I, get, I get to use my fucking lines. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, hold on, let me pull out my note, notepad. Hold on, shit. That's when you me... get to like use all your Chris Tucker lines. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody telling you not to touch another man's automobile. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, I don't know. I just, I've always I'm, wanted to say I've that line. Oh, all right. So, hey, uh, we talked about MMA. Let's let's change gears a little bit. Sure. Let's talk to let's let's get into your public figure. Like, the fight game is the fight game. There's yeah. eventually going to be an end to it. I don't know if you've thought much about retiring next couple of years, but whatever, right? Yeah. That, that time will come. I don't want you going to the next fight thing about retirement. So I want to yeah. ask you that. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, do, well, well yeah. Oh yeah. No. Speaking of that, like, uh, I I feel like I have like two, three more years yeah. that I really want to put in. Okay. You know. So like Kobe, you know, remember Kobe? I mean, Kobe's not a fighter, but. He said, I just, "I'm going to retire because I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to put in the time." And 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 you know, after my last fight, after I got uh, so my last fight, I lost. Right, I got I got I got TKO'd in in like under half the round. I think it was like 45 seconds or something. You know, the guy came out strong, mm -hmm. but I remember just sitting in the hotel room, and uh, I was talking to my best friend, and 
I was bummed as hell. I was like, fuck, dude. Oh, God. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to whatever. And I was like, damn, man, I still love this shit. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. so. I can't long, wait to get in training. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as long as I still have that, you know, I mean, right. There's one thing I'm like pushing 40 and I'm like, I still love this shit. You yeah, know? Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm really putting, I'm being smart about it. I've had the, I've been very fortunate to see, to have a lot of friends that have kind of, that have trying to compete and fight past their right. age yeah. and their prime they're the, or they're the guy they're the, the they're the old guy at sandcastle disco uh <laughs> the globe, <laughs> the globe <laughs> yeah. what's, that what's that guy doing there right? yeah you know and it's just that you're like ah oh, yeah come on man you just gotta hang him up you know mm -hmm. but uh uh i I'm very glad that I have a good team, you know, not, mm -hmm. not, not just on the professional sense, but like with Sarah and, and yeah. my family and, yeah. you know, good friends, good Absolutely. people around that, that yeah. would just tell it to my face. Like, Hey man, maybe, you know, so got a, got a few more years to grind. Mm -hmm. not, not even a few, maybe two, you know, Yeah. then you'll be I, okay with it. Yeah, I'll be okay, man. I, <clears throat> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to just go full force as, 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 as hard as I can, you know, and as far as I can, and then, you know, move on to, to, to the, to the next ventures. But, but yeah. So yeah, that's a good segue into like you know, your other part of your life, which yeah. is a public figure, right? So you're, you're famous. Crazy, crazy. It's like a yeah, it's yeah, like a thing, you know. Yeah, you're famous guy, <laughs> you know. Um, you do good work. People are cheering after you. So now you're this public figure. You're an influencer, right? Uh, I know you and Sarah do some marketing projects for certain brands mm -hmm. because you know you're you're like our who, who's the couple? Uh, it used to be Brangelina. You're. But they broke up, so we, we don't want to use that. <laughs> we don't want to use that. We don't want to use that. We can't use Alex uh, Rodriguez and J-Lo, so we can't use that either. Yeah. What couple has stuck it th through in the celebrity world? I, I can't think <laughs> right. of one, right? Oh, Kurt Russell and uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Kurt Russell. And I can't remember How do I not know her name? You know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. They've been married forever. Yes. Like, they're an anomaly in Hollywood. Yes. Anyway, so... But yeah, that public thing, you know, that public. Yeah, thing. yeah. So, is that is that what you're gonna segue into, like marketing and, and being brand ambassador, or what's your plans uh, you know, post fighting? Yeah, you know, that's something. I mean, I, I've always thought about it, right? Like, uh, your father-in-law is listening intently yeah, right now. Yeah, he is. I know, man, Dad. Come on. <laughs> He's like, okay, yeah, tell me, son. <laughs> well, what, what I've what I've I've always been passionate about is um, martial arts. You know, okay. so. Yeah, you know, you see me do, you know, uh, I I go, I do very odd things, right? I mm -hmm. I, I would, I, I did the, I was fortunate to partner with a lot of community members mm -hmm. and the community from Guam to help the Saipan Typhoon. All right. Uh, you know, we, we got a container both times to send over some provisions and all mm -hmm. that stuff, right? I went down to help. And then, you know, the, the homeless walk, uh, um, I don't know, you know, like, what what how do i say this mixed martial arts is really the ufc mm. has really enabled me to to do the shit that i want to do right you know what i mean mm. and uh the reason why i like to 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 do community stuff and i like to give back is because i feel like i truly believe that i wouldn't be where i'm at now if it wasn't for the island that's given me everything that i have you know mm -hmm. the the humility the nephemalic spirit you know i can get real real sappy and whatever about it but on mm -hmm. the on the whole spiritual side of everything but i'm, I'm really uh you know and, and, I, and i was listening to this podcast and 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 i'm a big believer in karma right right like not I'm not so much on the 
uh, enchanted side of karma and the spiritual side of karma, but like more so on the, I think it's very like practical, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like shit, if I do something nice to you, you know, maybe you might do something nice to yeah. someone else. And maybe that other person down the line might help franklin when he needs some when he when he right. falls down and he breaks his leg you know what i mean yeah, so like absolutely I'm, yeah, yeah very, I, I believe in the that random you know acts of kindness yeah yeah, yeah. you know so very practical and, and and i feel like and i feel like it, i'm uh i'm sort of like obligated not really obligated but i can i i i i need to do it you yeah. know i need to do it just like because i can yeah. you know and you've had a pretty good life so far yeah and it's, and it's pretty know? good dude Been you know blessed, I, yeah. I know like probably my probably jerry would be would be getting so mad later that i <laughs> that i i'm not uh you know monetizing it more than i yeah, should you know right. but I, I really do feel that maybe down the line it may come back maybe for me or but maybe yeah. for my for my kids you well, know what i mean you know because i'm an entrepreneur as you 100 right? yeah and uh so like if if you came to me and said cause you know, I need some help. I need to, I need to unpack what's in my brain. Yeah, I go well. If you want to stay in the fight business, so to speak, quote unquote, I said rather than becoming like a promoter and competing against people that gave you a job and then therefore now you're an asshole. Yeah, you could be. You could be the. You know, you can maybe do something in that ge general area. Coaching is one option, but coaching is a whole different oh, lifestyle. It's a whole other lifestyle. Yeah. I said, but you know, running an academy. With your influence and network now as a fighter, yeah. as a retired fighter, now you can reach back to some of these fighters who probably are retiring as them, themselves, mm -hmm. wondering what they're going to do, you yes. know, and being yeah. able to go and say, hey, uh, you know, how would you like to come to Guam and uh, run a clinic with us for, you know, a couple of days or talk to the, talk to the groups in, you know, CNMI or something like that. I think you, you have something there, including the Philippines and so forth, because oftentimes the fighters that are in their prime make for good um events but they don't have time you know they're mm -hmm. they're in their prime so they don't have time to spend with an audience f for a couple of days because they're yeah. they're preparing for a fight or something like that yeah. but a retired fighter they have so much more perspective they have so much more patience more time experience and experience that allow them to be good mentors and yeah they're really i mean there's you know milker and those guys are doing a great job with what they do and but there's no one really organized and focused on yes. the fight game, you know, yes. per se. There's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of lifestyle stuff, but it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a lot of a lot of a lot of the uh, the things around are, are just kind of like like on a business standpoint are just kind of uh, pulling from the actual like the ripple effects of mixed martial arts mm -hmm. versus like really just kind of getting in depth with that, right? Right. When I retire, I. Uh, uh i don't not so much i don't want to deal with adults right now but there's i really want to get a kids program going and i think you'd be great at it because yeah. you, you have young kids now yes so and, that, and I, that gives you the motivation anyway yeah you right. know you know like from from everything right of of just work ethic to fitness mm -hmm. to just having fun to discipline to self-defense to stranger mm -hmm. danger to mm -hmm. well you know so there's there's a that's that's something from like you know like a kids program to an after school program to summer camps and i love it you know yeah. and it, and i feel like i could that's where i could really make a stamp to 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 not only help these kids you mm -hmm. know or, or or like help them or just help them get to wherever they need but to 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 give back to Guam, you know, mm -hmm. or give back to the Marianas, or give mm -hmm. back to Micronesia, you mm -hmm. know. You mentioned Philippines, man. How, you know, what about like a whole network of of like you have FSM, Palau, you know, you right. got so many athletes there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I do the obstacle race is called Conquer, Conquer. right? Yeah. And so our yeah Boom. our our little uh, 
our slogan is wellness through play. Yes. Because right? people don't like to exercise in general. Yeah. You know, people, it's boring. Because they think it's work. But when we create these kind of fun, you know, almost playground-like uh, environment. Yeah. Um, then it's like just playing. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're climbing, you know, a 12-foot box. Yeah. Which requires a lot of different muscle components. Yeah. Balance, right? Power. Yeah. But also teamwork. If you can't do it, okay, you know, five, three of your teammates help put yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah. Right? But next year, you're like, I'm going to try to do it by myself. Yeah. So they're playing and they're trying to do well. And and so, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that COVID sort of delayed was um, we had a plan of like adopting parks that have been abandoned and uh, making new playgrounds, but with obstacles. Yeah. Not, not your traditional swing sets and stuff. Because... Swings are great, but, you know, if there's only two swing sets, then only two people can swing. And you know what happens in a playground. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hurry up, you know. Yeah. It becomes a line at, uh, at Payless or something. So, um, but if it's an obstacle, everything is designed to move forward, whether it's a one person or multiple, you know, it's, uh, it's always a yeah. forward momentum and it's a, it's a course. So, you know, you're not going to just hang out at one obstacle because the whole point is to do all of them as yeah. quickly as possible. So you're not going to have this sort of like notion of like, hey, he's monopolizing yeah. the, the monster <laughs> wall. You know? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Dude, that's dope. You know, you know, <clears throat> you know what? Uh, what was cool that I that when I was in Saipan? Um, shoot, not even 2020. I haven't been there in so long. Yeah. 2019 was uh, I brought my boys to there's a there's this park in the village of Tanopek. Mm-hmm up north and they just used a shitload of tires yeah they just built like a freaking it was not it wasn't like an obstacle course of what you were saying yeah but the swing i mean yeah the pipes right to, to hang the swing with the chain but the the seats of the swing were tires they made like a little climbing jungle gym you know like just recycled yeah i don't know if it's like approved by osha or freaking <laughs> i don't not. know yeah. <laughs> probably not you know everything was repurposed <laughs> yeah, right? yeah repurposed you know so yeah. but it was cool right but but imagine having some. I can't. It would be. I would totally bring my yeah. kids because you know right now the playgrounds. We had this conversation before about playgrounds. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like that's that's where that's where you met all the kids. You yeah, know what I mean? But, exactly. But now, uh, that's you where know, you get get along. You know, you learn to get along with other people. Yeah, you have to force yourself to get yeah. along with other people. Yeah. You know, like hey man, you can't. Usually, I would just usually, frankly, would push Rocky off. Hey, let me swing, but man, you can't do that to n- another kid. You know yeah. what I mean, man? You have to. <laughs> he might punch yeah, back. Yeah, man, punch <laughs> you back. You got to be nice. You got to yeah. be respectful, right? Yeah. So, uh, I would totally bring my boys there. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and part of the, and part of the park program that we had because the government's always like worried. They're like, oh, what if someone gets hurt? I go, okay, what? You're just leasing it to us for a dollar, mm. so it takes all your liabilities away. Yeah, right. And then we're going to go to the neighborhoods, maybe through the village or whatever. But the point is, the problem with public parks is that you can open a brand new one. The problem is it's, it doesn't get maintained for a lot of reasons, right? Budget, time, yeah. care. But like in every village, every neighborhood, within a village, there's neighborhoods. Yes. And within those neighborhoods, people live there. And the people that live there are the ones that are going to be the caretakers of that park if you allow them to. Yes. If you go to like, let's say this particular park is shared by a neighborhood of 30, 40 people, whether they be Chamorro, Filipino, Chukis, whatever, you go door to door and say, hey, I'm going to build a brand new playground that your kids and you can exercise at. Because remember, obstacles are not just for kids or adults. 
that can all use it. Yeah. So, you know, as a 50-year-old man, I might feel a little silly swinging on a swing, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, tucking my legs down so I don't hit the ground. But, you know, climbing an obstacle as I'm running around or uh, crawling into something with my kids, bonding, you know, yeah. that's, that's cool. But if it's made by materials that are available here and can be repaired here, don't come and don't come to me and say, "Hey, this is broken. You need to repair it." Go, "Hey, you got a hammer? You got a saw? If it breaks, go fix it." Yeah, you know, like take ownership of it. Yeah, yeah. And but but see, government programs don't allow that. So, but they have the land. Yeah. So you know, nonprofits or like individuals like ourselves who have stakeholders and have influence in the community. We should start something like that because it's right up your alley. Yeah. Right. And doesn't they don't all have to be obstacles? They could be places where they can train, uh, cross train for fighting, for football, for you know, it sports, yeah, fitness, for any, yeah, for fitness. And I think one thing that we all realize because prior to COVID, one of the blessings of COVID, I think, is prior to COVID, if you were to take this idea and they're oh, that's maybe in the states cause, but locally nobody likes to be in the hot sun. Nobody likes. To, yeah. Remember when yeah. COVID hit. Give it a few months, you started seeing a few people on bikes, then suddenly more people on bikes. Then Dude, you started seeing people running, walking, something. I was just in Tumon uh, at sunset time, and yeah. holy shit, the yeah. freaking sidewalk was packed with walk, yeah. people exercising. It was so nice to see. Yeah, but what I didn't see so much is the kids out there because mm-hmm. too dangerous. Yeah. Yes, right by the road. Yeah. And, then, and then all the parks are a little bit worn down, you know? Yeah. And so, you got to worry about bees. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it got me thinking, I go, you know, once this thing kind of settles down, now we know that, you know, um, you can't get COVID from touching things. Yeah. So that'll calm down now yeah. finally, right? Um, I mean, we always knew you get sick by touching stuff. Yeah. Even before COVID. Yeah. But you just can't get COVID, guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know you know, you can get other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we've forgotten what those other stuff are. Now. Yeah. Like uh, Kelly just got her second shot for the vaccine. Okay. And um, so she got her, you know, her her traditional uh, fever that everybody seems everybody. to be talking about. So she got it last night. Feels better now. But she told me, she goes, man, I don't remember ever being sick in a long time. And yeah. I go, well, yeah, it's uh, the irony is you got a vaccine so you can feel sick again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like funny. You know, like, yeah. So uh, I, did you get your vaccine already? No. no yeah, I, so I haven't either. And yeah. I, there's a part of me that says I don't want to get it at all. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, and not so, for like, like, not because of political stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. They, I just they, don't like putting stuff in my body. Yeah. And that, that's my thing. You know, like yeah. I feel I got COVID. Uh, yeah. You know, fortunately, it it, it uh, you get the antibodies already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they they say though, you know, man. But then again, there's new studies coming out. There, they yeah. say one thing and then they say the other thing. I just, I truly trust in my in my wellness and my my wellness mm-hmm. to fight off uh, COVID. COVID, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and my family's life in on COVID. You know, what I recommend it for maybe like an aunt or like an uncle that's a little older. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like you know, no, you don't know. I, Please, you know what I mean? If that yeah. makes you feel well and it'll protect you from something like yeah. COVID, you know? But uh, for me, right. uh, personally, just with, I, I'm, I'm very confident in my, in my wellness. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, there's, a, there's a lot of misinformation on the vaccine anyway. And, and yes. you know, forget the side effects or symptoms. But there's this notion that if you get the vaccine, that somehow um, you're not going to get anybody sick. Well, the thing is, you can still carry. You can still carry. <laughs> you can it. Yeah. still carry the disease. So and then like, pass it on. Yeah, and so. pass it on. So yeah, you might not get sick from it yourself. There's still a chance you can. 
but it doesn't mean you don't get anybody else sick. So yeah. we're really where we are yeah, right now. Yeah, it yeah. hasn't changed. And they're saying, yeah, you know, it'll wear after six months. It's like, okay. You yeah, know, and, so, yeah. and you never know the straight story. So like, yeah. for me, it's like, all right, unless I'm like absolutely mandatory required to do something, like yeah. to travel. So I don't know what's going to happen with you having to fly. But, um, you know, I've always told you, I go, Honestly, I, I have a very expensive life insurance, and they've told me that I'm going to live a long time, and but they've also told me that they're not sure why I'm still alive <laughs> as much as I drink uh, <laughs> oh, you know, whiskey. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, you're like, dude, how, how do you have this blood report? I know Dang. what you do. I know yeah. you drink a lot. I said, that's why I'm healthy, buddy. Because yeah. what you said earlier, everybody's got a different body. Different, dude. Different, <laughs> right? yeah. We we all processed. My daddy's passed away now, but he he died at eighty four. Wow, and, full life. Yeah, and and he would have lived longer, but but uh, he had a fall and he oh. crushed his spine, so he became immobile. Right, he was Dang. bedridden. And that was that was probably the beginning of it all. It was the beginning of the end, brother. And you know, he probably would have been. He'd probably still be alive today. But you know what he was. He he started smoking when he he was eight years old. Whoa! You know, because he's, he's post war child. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Thirty two, nineteen thirty two. So, World War Two ended, and he was a young kid still, and was, you know, doing whatever he can to earn money for his family. He was running back and forth, government cheese, and, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. in Japan. Learned he eventually learned how to uh, taught himself English. Was able to talk to um, officers. And uh, a couple of them decided, no, he's a smart kid. Sent him to engineering class. Um, sponsored his uh, schooling. Wow. Yeah. And I, and all that time he was smoking cigarettes all the time. You know, and maybe at the peak he was smoking two packs a day. Wow. All the way until his um, until uh, until the first grandchild was born, because the grandchild had asthma, so he quit. That was his reason to quit. Until Whoa. then he's like, fuck you. You know, this is you know you mean. Uh, he used to drink and smoke, but he quit drinking in his 30s, And but he always liked his cigarettes. Anyway, he finally quit around, I want to say 75, yeah. like that. And then as he got older, he would get regular checkups. And, you know, you're assuming like smoking that long, his chest, his lungs must be like black, black right? right? No, doctor's like, oh, you're, you're, how's, how's my dad? He goes, oh, it's good. How's his lungs? He goes, oh, his lungs are great. He, he goes, your dad doesn't smoke. He goes, well, no, he doesn't smoke anymore, but he smoked for at least 50 years. And he's Good like, gracious. really? Oh, doesn't, doesn't, nothing seems to yeah. indicate that he was a heavy smoker. I go, oh, yeah, no, he was. So everybody's body's different. Very different, you know? yeah. And I'm not saying, and for you know, this full disclaimer, I'm not saying go out there and have cigarettes, two packs a day, and nothing will happen. That's not what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with Frank that everybody's body's different. Mm -hmm. So this notion of universal, like, this is the way to do it. Yeah, no, nah, man. It yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't work. I truly believe that, dude. Like, we're, we're all different in our own way, you know? Yeah. Something something that that truly works for me may not work for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's Everything in life is, uh, yeah. you know, different, right? Yeah. There's six billion some people in the world, right? I yeah. tell my kids this all the time. They're like, Dad, you know... What? Uh, why is family so special? I said, well, I don't know about your brothers and sisters, but your mom and dad, out of the six billion people in the world, we're the only one that can call you. You know, we're the only ones that can be your mom or dad. Uh, like, that's pretty 
you know, and you're talking to six year olds, yeah, yeah, so you, yeah, you have yeah. to kind of break it down. Yeah. Of course, they don't know what six billion is at that time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that's the thing. I mean, there's so many of us. How do you how do you just say oh a blanket phrase? This is how you stay healthy. This is what you do to yes. not catch something. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. That just doesn't sound very practical or yeah. or probable. Um, Talking about all that during the during the COVID, which was still we're still sort of in COVID. Maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're hopefully going to announce PCOR f- uh, four soon. Uh, there's supposed to be a big press conference in a couple of days from Co- now. Yeah. But uh, you did this homeless um, uh, walk for the homeless program. I know uh, you know without getting too deep into it. Uh, talk, walk me through that whole process between like you got a phone call to say you want to do this, and you're like. Yeah, okay. And then as a trained fighter, as a trained physical specimen, yeah. what you know, what you discovered that the these quote unquote homeless guys experience with just you know, and you did it for one day. This, yeah. this is like a lifestyle for some of these guys. And I don't mean to be you know, like make light of it, but there are guys I've seen driving when I'm driving around town, they're always walking. In the hot sun at oh, night, gosh, yeah, constantly moving, and I don't know where they're going, why they're moving, but they have their thing, and and you do that for a whole day. These guys do it every day, every day. By and and so, uh, what's the physical toll that you went through during that period? Yeah, so man, let me start. And off you're with, not some you know fat lazy dude on the couch. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, you're you're tip top athlete. So, so, so what? what you know, during the pandemic, um, cycling and running was something that I really picked up, you know, and I followed a lot of like ultra marathon runners. And mm-hmm. I found out, you know, that uh, running is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done. You know, like to like long distance running. It's it's just a real toll. Yeah, physically, but man, mentally, there's just I don't yeah. run with music. Yeah. So I try to run and, and and I'm straight in my thoughts, battling my thoughts. Right. Okay, no, maybe I'll just okay, I'll just, wall, I'll just right? I'll just stop I'll just stop right over here and then I'll just walk <laughs> walk back, you know, or yeah. whatever, right? That's but, that runner's wall they call it. About yeah, it. yeah, and I run into it all the time. So yeah. like every time I finish a run, I just feel so accomplished. I'm like, fuck yeah, I did it. Yeah. I won today. Yeah, you know. But man, we're gonna battle tomorrow again, right, you know. Right. But uh, I was listening to. I've I've always wanted to do something. Oh. Uh, wild like that right mm-hmm. like uh i said like, you know i wonder i wonder if anyone's ever like gone from the southern part of guam to the northern part of guam you know and then i was like you know one of these days i'm just gonna do it right you know i was just gonna just get out a hey, babe can you just drop me off to mls yeah. and pick me up at retidian you know mm-hmm. uh but I, just, I didn't want to just do that distance. I wanted to do something for 24 hours straight. And I was mm. like, I think. I was endurance. Like, yeah, I was like, I can't, you know, mental endurance, you know, yeah. mental toughness. I was, maybe I haven't fought in a year. That was the reason why that I just wanted, mm. I, I needed that umph, you yeah, know. You need to just, challenge just that challenge, you know. Yeah. And why not for a good cause? And and why I was not? listening to the, to the radio and, and uh, this, uh, it was an interview of uh, this homeless vet. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Dude, he just sounded so eloquent. Like he was mm. just, he was just very well spoken. You know, right. not your, you know, like you, what you typically would think of a of of someone that's homeless, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, holy shit, this guy's fucking badass! Like, whoa, he's he was just answering so many different misconceptions that mm-hmm. of like of 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 what it's like to to experience homelessness. You know, right? I was like, oh shit, okay. So then I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to, boom, perfect. I'm going to do this freaking walk in and hey, might as well for a good cause, you know? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I'm going to f- try to emulate what it's like to, to experience homelessness. Right. I'm not going to have, I can't buy food. I can't buy anything mm-hmm. to drink. Um, I can't sleep indoors, you know, like, fuck it, let's do it, you right, know? Right. And then I called up my boy, Matt. Hey, Matt. And I called Rome. <laughs> First, I actually had told Roman De La Cruz from Fuck I. I yeah. was like, Rome, dude, let's do it. You walked across Japan. What do we have to do? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, down. shoot him down. <laughs> all right, down. I'll carry the flag. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I was I was really, and then I told, I told my friend Matt Scro. And he was like, okay, shoot. So what's your plan? What's your route? I'm like, man, honestly, bro, I'm just going to fucking just go, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll, and then if I need water, I'll just go on social media, last resort, you know? But yeah. I really, I never had the, uh, fortunately, I was, I, I didn't have the option to even make a sign like, hey, please, I'm thirsty. Can I get mm-hmm. water? You know, mm-hmm. every, there's so much support mm-hmm. of, uh, of just people just dropping off water and drinks right. and food, you know? Um, and which is really cool because but it helps to be Frank the Crank, and it also helps to be Frank the Crank, you know. <laughs> right. And which, yeah. which in this, in in a way, it, it was so cool, but at the same time, it, it kind of like bummed me out. Sure, it's you know? a reality check. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, like just because it's me, like fuck, why are you giving me? Why, why don't you? How about how about so and so that was right on the street? Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but uh, but then again, I you know why why get mad at, at kindness? You know, but mm-hmm. it was just one of those things that I had to juggle in my head right during this right. whole walk of medi- twenty four hours of meditation, essentially. Yeah. So, uh, you felt like David Carradine, Kung Fu, huh? Did you feel like David Carradine and Kung Fu, just walking? Yeah, yeah, just walking an endless route. <laughs> so, so check this out. When we were when we were in, we started in Malesu Pier, mm-hmm. and then when we got to. Uh, we got to Navy uh, Front Gate. Yeah. Uh, so we went through Agate Way, and then, uh, and then yeah, and then and then we got to Navy Front Gate. Dude, I was already kind of, I already kind of had a limp, mm. and I was like, gosh, bro, I'm not even, we're not even one fourth the way, dude. I was right. like, what am I doing? And, I'm, yeah. and you know, and then I was just thinking like, holy shit, like you see people walking like from the mall to like a Ganya mm-hmm. and I'm like yo I got like good shoes I got shoes that were that I specifically bought for this freaking yeah. walk yeah and my feet are trashed you know my yeah. lower back my hips like by the time by the time I got to a Ganya my feet were hurting so bad that it felt like I was stepping on glass mm-hmm. like all the little bones and everything dude I, I couldn't take off my shoes because my feet were swollen yeah yeah i had to really just, really solely untie everything and pull them out you know but your, your body's like what the fuck are you yeah. doing and i was just walking dude yeah maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. by the time i got to again i probably ran maybe like seven miles eight miles wow. you know yeah. and and then fuck it was guam is hot bro it is hot it's hot dude it's hot in the car it's hot it's, it's hot, hot everywhere. it's hot in the car yeah. even with the aircon on you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and you know just walking and just you know this whole meditation thing right of just seeing all these cars and i was like wow man how fortunate are are we you know mm-hmm. to to have a home or yeah shit dude, to have a to to have the option of man i don't want to walk yeah yeah you know what I mean? perspective right yeah big big yeah. time big yeah. time and i'm so glad that i that i was able to find a lot of these things you know like mm-hmm. i really wanted to do it more so for mental toughness right. truthfully right you know and because i was i was i was hungry for mental toughness or mm-hmm. this challenge mm-hmm. and but really it was it was a a lot of teaching yeah you know, a lot of lessons learned yeah when you were doing that it reminded me of something i wanted to do uh, a couple of years ago but 
totally different. It wasn't for charity. Yeah. I was going to make a short film. I was going to like live a, like a homeless, penniless life. Right. Wow. And, and there's a difference between yeah. homeless and penniless. And when you combine them both, oh, it's gosh. very sad. Yeah. Like, some people out there have money, but they just can't afford a house anymore. Yes. But they have money to eat and stuff. Some people don't have money at all. Yeah. Don't have a home at all. They, and and a lot of those people have some mental issues. You yes. Because that's why they're in that situation. But usually if, if they don't have that mental in, uh, uh, issue, it's more of a, I, I can't afford housing versus, yeah. you know, they can't get a job. Because I know some people that don't have homes live at, live out of a car, but you know they'll shower and they'll they'll hold a job. Yeah, they hold a job and yeah, yeah. But they just don't have a house because yeah. they can't they can't rent or buy. Um, but penniless and homeless. So I was gonna you know like do this little. Hey, you should doc, still do that, dude. Let's film, do it, man, dude. You know, but I didn't want to just like I didn't want to be I want to be a little bit inconspicuous, you know, yeah. like with camera. But how do you do this in the most respectful way without yeah. being like trying to, you know, expose them, you know. But it'd be nice to have, like, you and me and a couple other guys. Yeah, for sure. You know, live, and, and I don't mean, like, a day, you know. I mean, like, I don't know, a week or something. A week, yeah. Just, Some, just a, really, like, what is, what's the toll, you know. Yeah. But I was like, remember, man, shit, I got to take my kids to school next week. You know, how do you do this, you know. So First world problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll put it on. But I, I even wrote a, a script called Bums, you know, because that's that's the kind of the vernacular. You know, yeah. it's not a pretty word, but bums. How was how you know what what would it feel like to be a bum? Yeah, and and you know, like you and I can walk into a place, not bragging, but people will know who we are yeah, and they'll treat yeah. us nicely. But what if we don't look like us anymore? You know, yeah. we look a little scraggly. You know, yeah. You let your hair grow out. So I, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> yeah, then, you know? then for sure. You know, we look a little grimy. Yeah. Uh, you know, are they gonna? Are these same people gonna even take two looks at us? You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I put I put you on the short list of yeah. who, who to recruit for this. Let me know because you know, I'm always chasing a creative endeavor that can do something. Even this podcast was, you know, born out of boredom yeah. and. Um, and people like some people go, oh, are you making any money on it? I go, oh no, this is like a hobby for me. This yeah. is like um, I'm recording a hundred interesting people to me, and you're one of the yeah. hundred. So you know, that's thank it. you. And once we're done, we're done. We're you know? done. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're gonna do. And it gives me an outlet to to give uh, my kids some t some type of time capsule. Yes. You know, when they yes. get a little older, when they can appreciate this language a little bit better, yeah. and, and not. You know, oh, daddy said the shit word. You know, yeah. it's more like, oh, that's what dad was like. Because for you know, sure. Uh, you know, I, I I grew up with my dad, but I don't know what he was like. Like, yes. you know what I mean. And there's not enough people alive anymore to tell me. Yes. But once in a while, you run into people, the old timers, and they go, "Oh, your dad was such a rascal." Yeah. And you're like, really? Oh god, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've had a, I've run into to some uncles. You know, they're like yeah. just telling me of how my dad was. You know, and I'm like, whoa, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, my yeah. mom, whoa, I had no idea, and uh, so so. Uh, I, I really appreciate like what you're doing with mm -hmm. like podcasts because really this is this is like a j big journal, you know. Yeah, it's what it, it is. It's really what it is. With when was the last time that you know that we we actually sit down with someone that we enjoy our company with and fucking shoot yeah. the shit and have yeah. a conversation, you know? Talk a variety of stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So what what I've actually I started doing is I haven't been home in a while but mm -hmm. whenever I, I'm hanging out with my parents sometimes yeah. I'll just turn on the recorder in my phone mm -hmm. and just 
just converse, talk, yeah. just talk, That's you know, good. whatever, you know. Yeah. And then you, if sometimes it's sometimes it's dead space. We're just looking out into the freaking trees or whatever. Yeah. Or a lot of times, my dad's dropping knowledge on farming or yeah. on fucking yeah. history or how it was back in the day, you know. And I'm like, wow. Franklin and Rocky will will probably and Catalina will probably not want to listen like exactly what you're saying, yeah. you know. But they'll be like, oh, wow, this is how Grandpa was. Like, whoa, right. this is what exactly. this is what Daddy and Grandpa were talking about. Because it's it's so easy to disappear. Yeah. Like if 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 you're not careful, like you don't take enough pictures. Like you can take yes. all the pictures. Like we take a lot of pictures, right, on our phone. Yeah. And it goes to the cloud. But what happens to it? Like, gone are the days where you took pictures and you printed them and put them in an album. Yeah. And they still like hang around, and people can like accidentally find them and go, "Oh, that's what Grandpa looked like." Yeah. If we're not careful, those days are gone because if you or I die, all in. An, and our photos are like stuck in the cloud somewhere. Do I have a password? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's it. It's so gone. what I started doing to, well, that's part of the reason why I love vlogging, you mm-hmm. know, it's because mm-hmm. it's a kind of like a little thing of, of a little journal of what I've been doing. And, uh, and, and, and it's actually kind of cool to the point where I've actually monetized it a couple of times, you know, where mm-hmm. I have a uh, company sponsor the show or sponsor the vlogs or my whatever. Right. But, yeah. uh, what started me to what like uh, yeah what what got me to do it was i started organizing all my f- all my footage so everything on my phone yeah. every time i dump it i i really take the time of like two three days of mm-hmm. just going through each event and then yeah. i date it and so i break it down by folders right in a year i have like 20 like to say 2020 and yeah. then everything and then january february march april may all the to december and then within those months i have what happened there you know all yeah. the boys at the house or right. trip to san diego or mm-hmm. fight camp for ufc whatever you know so mm-hmm. i have it all kind of like layered out so i was on my hard drive the other day and uh it felt like it felt like i pulled out a a, a an album you know from the nice. closet you know like yeah. a, like i used to just do that at my parents house all the time mm-hmm. i'll just go into their closet and pull the album like whoa dude pictures you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? real pictures real pictures you know yeah. and just kind of just relive these moments and uh you know we're gonna look at this that photo that we took you mm-hmm. know prior to the to the thing i'm like man i'm gonna mm-hmm. go try to find that podcast because you know yeah. 10 20 years from now i'm yeah. like we had a good ass conversation yeah. you know yeah and it's you know it'll hang out because yeah. it, it's distributed in spotify exactly. Apple Park. it's gonna be there as long as those companies are there yeah um and that's kind of cool you know i had a friend who uh who swore he would never have a kid, ended up like, this is many, he goes, oh, I don't want kids, you know, yeah. I'm too old for kids. And then I go, you're only 30. He's yeah. like, no, I'm too old. Anyway, long story short, he's now got like three kids plus one adopted, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but his first kid, it was, it was such a game changer for his life. And he was a tech guy. So he opened a Gmail account and every day he wrote something to his son or daughter. He didn't know what was he was going to have. Oh, wow. From the time he found out. And uh, and he just kept writing, like, you know, if he was sad, he talked about it. If he was happy or whatever, just whatever random thoughts came in his mind, he would just send an email because he's like, you know, we get too busy. We can, it's hard to write letters. Where yeah. do you keep it, right? What, you might lose it. It might burn. So he started doing that. And so I called him um, about two, three weeks ago um, just to see what he's doing. And uh, I go, hey, you still send your email? He goes, Goes yeah, but I've expanded it to the to all the kids. <laughs> yeah. So can you imagine like, and he and the thing is he he hasn't told his kids that he's doing this, but it's part of you know his will and stuff. Where like when he dies, 
It's all in there. It's all in there, and it's you know it's um, his password and stuff, so that they will be able to open it one day and read all the thoughts uh, their dad had on any given day. Wow, that is so freaking dope, dude. And it's and it's it's in an you know it's in an email, so it's very private. Yeah, you know sometimes we might post stuff on Instagram. You and I are you know yeah we don't have problems sharing our lives on Instagram, but you know we don't share everything on there, right? Um, this guy doesn't have that problem. You know, he's yeah, just basically sharing no filter, just, no filter. Man, really yeah. just, yeah. really just talk. Wow. So I said, I said, well, that's really good. He goes, you should do it. I go, well, you know, that's your thing. You know, you yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah, it's, I might, I might pick that up one of these days, but mm, I think uh, I'll do something else, but that's really cool. And, um, you know, but I mean, I can't think of a better way, like, you know, how to get to know somebody after they're gone than to just Good read grief. their thoughts, you know. Man, imagine just years of that. I know, it could be a book. Yeah. Right? And, and, yeah, and, so, and it's great because you can pass it down to all the generations after you. So yeah. That, that was your great-grandfather's words. Dang, right? dude, wow. Yeah, you should start that because you're still young enough. I know, right? Dude, yeah. I, I actually, I, I, I journal, yeah. um, uh, but physically like on, on a real on a real book, but mm. it's, uh, man, I've, I haven't done it in like six mm. months, so mm. I just need to... This, the, just hearing that, hearing that's gonna make yeah. me wanna more, more inspiration, yeah, more yeah. inspiration. You know, just kind of like my thought. But I really like how he was writing to each individual one, yeah. Versus like just some general, thought, yeah, yeah, just general thoughts. You know, like my one, my best friend uh, found a journal mm-hmm. of his grandpa. You know, yeah. he didn't really know his grandpa, right? And I guess he would. It wasn't really a journal. It was more so like just like a to do list, like a checklist. He would mm-hmm. be, he'll see, he's like, whoa. May 1978, May 16, 1978, I had to go see this person, see this, do mm-hmm. this, do this. And he was just, you know, kind of like reliving it just yeah. through that checklist. I was like, man, imagine it's a, like a full on letter. Yeah. To and, a, and a lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah, many years, right? So You've like, seen the, the progression. Yeah. Or the his, digression. his kid is like 13 now. So he's been writing for 13 years. It's like fucking crazy, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Can you imagine how many fucking ding, ding, ding? Unread. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I say, well, I hope, I hope they don't. You got to pay for the Gmail yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, actually, I hope, yeah. I hope you don't kill your, they don't kill your yeah, email account because there's nobody writing to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? I know we're uh, uh, winding down to the time. Uh, I uh, just want to end on a couple of notes. Good luck with your fight. Yeah, I hope thanks, you do class. the battleship, you know, at yes. some point you're like battleship. So when you're starting to ping this guy and it's going your way, you think, know, think battleship. I, think I, this I, moment. I will. I will. I'd never thought of fighting as battleship. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I'm not a really, I'm not a good, I know how to play chess, but I'm not a good chess <clears> player. Right. Honestly, when I play chess, I know where the pieces move, but I don't really see. I'm not trying to set you up, you know. I'm just trying yeah. to take over your board, right? Yeah, you're not milker. Yeah, I'm not milker. Like then, you know, they He's don't. Like, mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so but battleship, I could understand. You yeah. know, battleship. Man, okay, oh. man, let me jab here. Oh no, 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 no. missed. Ooh, ooh. oh, okay. This thing's hitting. Ooh, this thing's hitting. Yeah. Ding ding ding! Hey, I sank your battleship. I like that. I like right. that. I'm gonna use that. All right, man. Use, use it. Uh, yeah, when maybe we'll get together again uh, when, once the fight's done. You yeah. have some uh, perspective on that. Uh, win, win, lose, or draw. But uh, of course, you win. Yeah, you that's, that that's positive, the plan, man. That's the plan. Energy. Yeah, when. Um, and maybe we'll have uh, Sarah on too. For sure. Because you guys are the one-two punch, you know. In fact, <laughs> Ke- Kelly was like, "How come everybody's men on your show?" I go, "Well, no, that's not true. I have a woman." Siska, and she goes, well, that's it. I go, well, actually, technically, Sarah was going to be my first female guest, but 
but um, we couldn't get the thing going or yeah. organized. Uh, and it was, you know, a hard time because yeah. it was on Zoom. I don't like the Zoom interviews. Oh, this is way better. This is so much better. Yeah. So next time we'll have we'll have you guys uh, get the babysitters. Yeah, we'll get the babysitters. Right, so that's after the fight, so you yeah. can have a drink now. Yes. Right. And if we need to, we'll uh, uh, we don't we don't have Uber here, but we have uh, Umbi. Umbi, Umbi pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's whiskey? What's your whiskey? Uh, you know, my everyday whiskey is Jack, but okay. I like any whiskey. You know, I like any bourbon. But, okay. Uh, you know, you know yeah. what I uh, what kind of whiskey I I do drink if I was to drink it was yeah. um I I had a I had an old fashioned for crust and it oh was, yeah, yeah oh man I love I, the bullet they use the bullet there dude so I just I love old fashions uh-huh. so now whenever I go so now when when I go order an old fashioned and they load yeah. it up with ice I'm like ah oh, no man <laughs> less you, ice less ice you know so yeah. I really like the big ball and, and mm. so now, I when they when they uh you know when when COVID wasn't around I was in bars the bars I would frequent and and if and I don't frequent a lot of bars, just so that they. Um, I go to a few bars that know who I am, you know, like know my drink. Oh, they know your drink, right, yeah. Right. So, at first they'll do that. They're like, boom, and I go, I didn't ask for a snow cone, you know. I yeah, don't want a snow cone. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. So now they know like four cubes. Got four it. cubes, right? Now if it's a ball, that's you know that's what it is. But yeah. even that's too much for me. So I like four cubes, and that's it, because it'll melt just nicely. And by the time the ice all melts. And you still have a drink in there. You're drinking too slow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, well, let's do that session. We can even do this remotely, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we, we can go uh, We can go to bar and set up and maybe... Uh, too ask, easy, brother. Ask promise, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining, bro. I, uh, sh- uh, it went by really quickly. I thought maybe we we're going to just do an hour, but yeah. here we are, we're, boarding we're, two yeah. hours, bro. Oh wow! Yeah, we're almost a Joe Rogan podcast. Solid man. <laughs> well, and we and we still have. I feel like we we could yeah, we can keep, still get, we can keep, keep going, going, but we'll save that for another time. And we haven't even been drinking. <laughs> can you imagine? Shit. Can you imagine we've been drinking? <laughs> but hey, good luck, man, and appreciate, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time, and we'll. I want to get more into that homeless stuff and the playground stuff, and man. and use our brain power and our, our reach and network to really start making this happen once. Uh, once the community can open up again. Man, for sure, for sure. All and right. something that I'm very passionate about just yeah. as much as you are. All right. Frank the Crank, thank you, every, everybody. Uh, make sure you're cheering them on. What's your fight? Uh, what's the fight June date? June 12th. June 12th. Okay, plenty of time still Yeah. for me to edit this. <laughs> it takes a while. All right. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, brother. Esta. All right. Great. Awesome.